are live, ladies and gentlemen. Bonjour tout le monde, je vous souhaite la bienvenue au carnival. Ok. Paul's not here yet, everyone. <laughs> oh, Tim Hortons. That's right. I'm looking for a sponsor. Timmy's, I'm pointing at you. Fuck Justin Bieber. You're going to have to educate me. Is Tim Hortons like really big in Canada? <clears throat> There's a bear shit in the woods. Yes, it's the largest coffee chain in Canada. Right. So it's like your Starbucks, basically. Fuck Starbucks. If Canadians don't have their Timmy Hortons in the morning, we riot. Right. They put, yeah, they put something in this. I don't know what they put in it, but yeah. You'll you'll literally see lines between six to eight o'clock in the morning, half a mile long, just to get coffee. Right. Oh yeah. I've never come across one, obviously. There's a few Starbucks over here and I suppose I think the English one's Costa. I'm sure Costa Coffee is English. I might be wrong. But that's what we get over here, man. That's the two main coffee brands over here. Yeah, and it costs you five pounds for a cup of coffee. I never, you know, yeah, it's insane. The price yeah. you people pay for coffee, like at the, um, like on the on the motorway or whatever, when you go to the rest area. Yeah, services. Yeah, for like this size, it's what, three pound, four pound? Oh, well. Oh, yeah. It's insane. That's like five Canadian. Speaking of the UK, Renee, uh, you're coming over here pretty soon. Uh, you've just announced you've got another show. Was that right in Wolverhampton? I think so. Trying to get with promoter there, the OTT promoter. He's he's running England for the first time. I think he's got a sh yeah. Is it Wolverhampton? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the uh, over the top wrestling promoter out of Ireland. He's uh, he's expanding into England, Wolverhampton. Was that October 28th? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, October 28th. Then he does his usual Dublin and Belfast, October 29th and 30th. Oh, cool. So, well, we can welcome the first guest of tonight, Renee. Oh, oh well, hold on. I got to give him a proper introduction here, right? This yes. is not just any guest. This <laughs> is a multiple-time tag team champion of the world. A good friend of mine that I've known since I was 18, so 20 years. He is the one, he's the only, the incredible, the sensational, <laughs> Charlie Haas. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> for all, for all about, my fans, thank you. And most of how's about that introduction, huh? Four out, of, four out of the five are my kids, and I got one ex-fan, that's my wife, so we're good. How you doing, Trump? Yeah. I'm doing great, man, how are you? Well, just, you know, just hanging out in Canada. It's still a beautiful day. Yeah, I was up in Nova Scotia not long ago, man. Beautiful country, man. It was up by where you are. It's, it's lovely. Was it New Brunswick? Was it New Brunswick or Nova yes, Scotia? It was. It was New, New Brunswick. No, sorry, it was, it was New Brunswick. It wasn't Nova Scotia. St. So John's. St. John, yeah, it's about an hour and a half from me. Yeah, where I, live. So I wrestled there and in, um, oh, oh, God, I can't remember. I'm bad with what we flew into. Um, I can't remember. Um, Hamilton? No. No, it wasn't yeah. too. Oh no, it's where it's wherever uh, I wrestled. Um, the Highlander. It was good to catch up with Robbie. I didn't see Robbie. Yeah. yeah, I was with him this past weekend. Yeah, he's a hell of a worker, man. Great guy, man. You know what yeah. was great was that we were able to call it out in the ring. Not we didn't. We knew what the finish was, and that was it, man. It was great. Yeah. So, uh, so you're back on the road full time, man. You're taking gigs. So, uh, 
Yes, sir. Tell me about it, man. Am, uh, yeah, man, I'm back on the road. Um, you can shut that. Go ahead. I'm back on the road, and I am, uh, man, I'm doing whatever I can uh, to get my name back out there. I took a hiatus, you know, to break. Um, a lot going on at home. and uh, But um, so I got a convention. So I'm doing seminars. Um, also, uh, I got it going up to Australia. That's, that's going to be happening in um, October. Uh, the UK, it actually got pushed at the end of October to um, February. So and he's going to guarantee me two shows. And then, um, man, uh, you know, I, I tried to start my own promotion. But, man, Renee, it was a lot of work. And, uh, like, one of the main money guys backed out. So <laughs> it, it was hard, man. I thought it was going to be uh, – thought we were going to be able to do it and pull it off. But two weeks prior, it pulled out. So um, so I have to apologize to all the workers that uh, that lost a day to work and a payday. So I apologize to them. But, um, man, it's, um, but I'm, everything's good though. It's good. Uh, and the kids are back in school and, and man, I'm back to just, uh, you know, just trying to get my name out there and I'm trying to get my podcast off the ground. Uh, it's at the Haas pod and, uh, my t-shirts, man, you can buy it. Um, you can buy those at the uh, pro wrestling tea shop, Charlie Haas. Okay. Well that's, we're, yeah. So if any promoters are watching this right now, yes. Uh, Charlie Haas on Facebook, Charlie Haas on Twitter. Yeah. So and on Instagram, the real Charlie Haas, and yep. uh, LinkedIn, um, which probably a lot of people, you know, I use that for a lot of business purposes. Though it's a great platform for that. And then also, um, man, let's see. And I mean, and also, you know, it's not to wrestle, just to be an agent, producer, coach. You know, so any of the companies out there that are, you know, that are, that need those positions for TV, I'm available for that too. So, man, yeah, many hats. Yeah, man of many hats. No, you you have got experience in all that stuff. I mean, you were in WWE developmental and main roster, yeah. what, total, what, 10, 12 years? Let's see, about 12, 12, 13 years. Yeah. 12, 13 I've been years. doing this 26 years doing this, you know. And I've been coaching a lot, too, um, the last seven years with amateur, even though it's different, but I've been coaching from little kids from five years old all the way up to 18. And with amateur wrestling, it's so many different personalities, and uh, you just can't coach a team. It's an individual. So I've applied a lot to what I've learned in that, a lot of the uh, do's and don'ts and, you know, mistakes, but I've corrected them and uh, I've built a very successful program and I can apply that to pro wrestling too. So, yeah, no, you're definitely, uh, yeah, like you said, you're a man that wears many hats and you're definitely uh, deserving of having a, a job somewhere doing something. But in the meantime, you're still traveling the world. Let's get you back out there. Yes, sir, time schedule. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. No, but we're still waiting on the last piece of the puzzle, Charlie. Every week we have to wait for Paul London because he's always fashionably late. <laughs> I've just messaged him again. I've messaged him the uh, link again as well, so he should be on soon. He said he's going to be on time this time, so yes. what's Paul London time? Is that like an hour behind? <laughs> Paul uh, London time is at least 30 minutes late. Uh, Charlie, um, before you got your injury, you were doing a bit of work with Impact Wrestling there. Um, What's your status with them at the moment? Yeah, where they're going back? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I they're they're gonna be in Texas coming up uh, their next show, so I haven't I haven't heard anything. Um, I wish I, could, I did. Um, uh, I think I could be an asset to them. Um, we'll just see what happens. Fingers crossed. You know, if not, you know, it's uh, I mean, it's no big deal. It's just uh, man, that's the way the wrestling business is. You know, it's just not not, not your time, and uh, we'll see what happens. So I mean, there's there's something down the road. So yep. man, that's what they've learned about this man. You just can't. You just can't, you know, count on everything, man. You know, just, you know, hope for the best, expect the worst. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just, that's what it seems like. If anything can go wrong, it will, right? 
No, you know that. <laughs> you know that. Oh, man. Well, uh, Charlie, I asked you uh, if, yeah. you, if you had the time to yeah. – we're, we're, if you could possibly watch AEW, have you caught any of it lately? Man, I've been reading, I've been catching up on it, and uh, I'm going to my uh, protein, my Reefus, my, my my Twinkies. So, um, yeah, you know what? A lot of a lot of chaos, a lot of craziness. Um, I guess everyone, um, CM Punk's done it again, right? What do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean I'm just reading everything on Twitter. I didn't get a chance to see the show. I tried. I was at Kayla's soccer practice, which goes to like eight forty-five, um, and I had to get her home and get her fed. But um, no, just the, just the uh, with the, you know people saying that he didn't want to put young guys over, you know, like Adam Page, and you know he said he was going to, and I'm just like you know, he just I'm just reading a lot what people are saying. I'm just like you know, let punk be punk. He knows he's got to, he knows what's good for the business. When it's time to pass the belt or torch, he'll do it. You know, um, just enjoy it. Let him be Shakespeare, man. Let him just tell a story. Did you, so you didn't get a you you didn't get a chance to watch like the beginning of it or anything? No, I did not. Tell me what happened. Well, I know you told me to, but man, Kayla is right. My daughter. I put this up there. She's a sophomore in college and she's um going through the recruiting process right. No, sophomore in high school going through the recruiting process for college. So this year's really really instrumental. Um, by the end of her sophomore year, she'll be having uh you know colleges are going to be offering her um, scholarships. So we we're trying to find the right school and all that, the right, you know. So it's been, it's been, a, it's going to be a crazy year. So I didn't get a chance to watch AEW Asylum, but I know Paul London did. And Paul oh. London has, has arrived, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm. It's weird being this early. I'm, I love seeing Charlie, and I'm glad that he got the memo that he should be eating something. Um, um, I am, I am, but I am eating my Twinkies. No, hey, that's that's good. I think I think if we can at least if half of us can be eating on here at one time, then that's good. We got to keep that going. I'm about to start eating as well. So that's and Renee's got his what? What is that? The fifth cup of coffee? Oh no, this is uh, this is my tenth. Oh, okay. They don't have the come and goes up there where you're at. Don't have what? The come and goes. That can be taken so many different ways. Yeah, right. No, no, I'm on the East Coast. He goes, hey, Charlie, come pick me up. I'm over at the Come and Go. And I was like, what? There's convenience stores like 7-Eleven called Come and Goes. Come and Goes. Yeah, from Canada. Toronto, Hamilton, Winnipeg. Well, we're in the East Coast. We're a total different breed over here. Come and Go sounds like a way to get streamlined into some storylines depending on who you're working for <laughs> so <laughs> you know Charlie, I think you're wired him a little bit Lee, yeah, uh, I thought they fired him for doing that <laughs> no that's a promotion oh. that's a guaranteed deal Charlie I think what? your wires coming a little bit loose on your headphones you're fighting crackling a little bit okay now that was that was my uh... Can you hear this? What about this? Is that how do you listeners like that? Is that cool? Can you hear me okay? We had a comment. Someone said, Why the fuck are you eating during the podcast? And I just wrote back because we were hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Three or four hours The fuck? Do you expect us to to fast for four hours? Yeah, that's the thing. I usually want because these things are a marathon. Marathon at times, 
when I'm three or four hours in, I, I get hungry. I got to eat. You know what I mean? It's a marathon in the Maritimes. That's right, baby. Okay, I'll see myself eight. out. Good seeing back you guys. Back. Where are you going, Paul? Where are you going? Paul, did you watch AEW? Yeah, he was on the phone with me last night. Yeah, we were breaking it down, taking notes. Um, <laughs> spectacular stuff. I did not watch it. I saw clips of it. Okay. I saw that um, Kenny Kenny came back. Yeah. Um, that's all I saw. Well, actually, I did see. Now, I guess we'll just cut to the chase. Um, did he knock? Uh, I'm, pardon me. I don't know who the guy was he was working with. Uh, one of the guys. But did he knock him out? And, like, is that how he went into his fin- – I saw something that he had knocked the guy out but still went for his finisher. And oh, that's why it looked real – Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee. Get your shit in. Get your shit in. Yeah, I mean, they seem to have an issue with that, right? I just, I think back to poor uh, Alex Reynolds when they knocked him out in that tag match and they just dragged him to the corner like a corpse and his body was still laying there. Poor guy. I mean, what the fuck? Honestly, I mean, he was still literally in the ring too and they were like working around him, making sure they get uh, what they had planned in there. Big no-no to all you wrestlers out there. Guy gets knocked out, knocked fucking loopy, and he's doing like the the weird hand thing, yeah, and yeah. he's stiffening out. Um, Let him roll you up. That and or tell the referee, like yeah. that's also on the referee. You know what I mean? Uh, I, mean look, I mean, look at the head trauma. I mean, uh, you know, look at a like the perilous man. You know, and he, you know, he he passed away in the ring. You know, fuck exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so. You don't know. You don't know what's going on. Um, and I get, you know, clearing the person out of the ring. I, I guess I understand that. Um, but Jesus Christ, I mean, I mean, even Owen Hart, you know, rest yeah. in peace. But like even he, when he fucking fucked Steve up with that tombstone, uh, knew him. that something was wrong and still somehow allowed himself to get rolled up. Um to at least finish that. I, I don't know. It, it, I think it goes back and forth. When you have that many guys in the ring, though, it can only get worse. So somebody I mean, needs to, uh, I mean, yeah, I think that's, I mean, when, the, when, when you get hurt on football or baseball, I mean, they don't, they don't work. They don't play the, you know, they don't play the, uh, play the next play around. You until that, that, that player is, you know, taken care of by the medical staff. So, right. I mean, put yourself in the injured parties shoes if you get knocked and i think most of us have been there i know that i've had my fucking bell rung before uh davy richards and um broken by uh you know by drew so jesus yeah no handed ddt didn't let go of it broke it oh fuck yeah i mean accidents happen obviously this is not a, a profession designed for human beings and their bodies to uh you know, any good chiropractor will tell you that the just one bump alone, you know, is it's just it, yeah, the rings are more state of the art and this and that. I, I can't even fathom what the guys back in the eighties, early nineties went through because those rings were even worse. Um, but the impact on the body, it, the body's not designed to take these kind of impacts. You know, if you think about NASCAR drivers. Hell, even football players are covered in pads and stuff like that, and they're still, you know, incurring tons of brain damage. NASCAR drivers have like 50 seat belts and roll cages and all this stuff. You know, we 
We don't. We have the fat that is on our bodies uh, protecting our bones, and that's about it. Sure, we're, we're trained to learn how to fall and things of that nature, but it still doesn't substitute for the impact that you take because you just you never know who's going to be you know, raging out or careless or whatever, and really just slamming you down. And it, it's brutal. So put yourself in the injured party's position of, you know, if you're fucked up and then you got all these people stomping around on you and like around you or on you, um, that's, that's bad news. That's bad news. I know, you said uh, something, you know. Paul. You said something, Paul. That was interesting. You said all we have is the fat that's on our bodies. But Charlie, you know, I know, Paul. You know, when we were working in New York, we weren't allowed to have fat on our bodies. No, we had to be ripped. No, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, so but guess you, what? Uh, the bumps hurt even more when you have no body fat. You know, yeah. And, and, and if you were hurt, you know, you think, you know, if you were injured, man, you weren't getting paid. So that's it. You to, right. You had to wrestle through the pain, and oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Sure, yeah, I'm good. Because you know, if they take you out of that spot. Someone else is going to get it, you know. It's totally, um, you know. And I tell the, like, I tell a lot of the young kids. I go, and especially now in the indies. Um, I was like, man, when you get to the building, walk the ring, see what you're wrestling in. Because you, like, when I went up to, um, when I was up there in um, Canada, I wrestled in a boxing ring, Renee. So, what? That's what I was Are in this weekend. I fucked yeah. my neck up, dude. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, so two two nights in a row, and I'm like, man, this is gonna be like a one or two bump match, you know. Um, you know, Robbie McAllister, I wrestled him, and he was like, man, this is a, a, one of the toughest rings. Like, a, it's a boxing ring, no spring. Jesus, I know. Um, so I tell the young guys, man, walk the ring. You know, a lot of the independents are just starting out, or their their rings that have been passed down and bought, you know, broken, they've welded, or the wood, you know, or, or a lot of it's just broken plywood or broken two by fours with carpet put over it, and then the you know the, the tarp, the canvas. So walk the ring, man. Make sure you know what you're in. You know where the holes are, where not to, what to bump. You know, so it's great. Yeah. And uh, One, this is where you can really learn to work because, man, I, Paul, like these guys today remind me so much of like you and Spanky because of the athleticism and uh, the movesets they have. And I'm like, man, so, so I, I can never, I mean, I never had it to begin with, like that type of stuff. But, um, man, it, now's the time to really learn to work so you can learn to place those moves in the right place, you know, and tell the, and, and tell the story between the moves. Um, because Absolutely. I mean, the guys today are far more athletic than I was, am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think so, those guys off of your style, Paul. They definitely yeah, watched you growing up. Yeah, no, I'm sure they. Yeah, I'm sure there was some. I'm sure there was a box of Kleenex and some Jergens off to the side. Um, <laughs> but you know, to your credit, though, Charlie. I mean, you're a legit fucking wrestler. You know, I wrestled yeah, some in high school, and I did some club in college. But like, you're a legit wrestler, so. What is the word on every marquee, no matter what country you're in? Anytime I'm training students, I always say the same thing because it's like if you don't have a foundation of actual wrestling that isn't called, but just actual wrestling, being able to chain without calling it, um, then you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot because the word on the marquee, no matter what country you're in, that they all share in common is wrestling. Right. And if you don't have a foundation for that, then – I think you're you're half of what you should be, if not less than that. Yeah. Um, you know, because when all goes to shit and and they're not buying what you're doing, um, they will ninety nine percent of the time appreciate just the natural 
athletic ability and effort in wrestling, no matter how clunky or whatever it might look like, just the effort alone uh, warrants an applause for just legitimate wrestling without hitting the ropes. I mean, any of that stuff. So I think that's imperative for anyone in the business trying to get in the business. You know, it's so there's a match people should watch. I just watched uh, the Brian Pillman tribute, uh, tribute one of the, and it was Benoit versus Regal. And they never, wow. once, hit, they never once hit the ropes. And man, their first two or three minutes was just a lockup. And it went all around, like, all around the building, and back into the ro- in the ring, under the ring. Remember that, Renee? I think we were there for that. And it was. I wasn't there, but I remember watching on tape in uh, um, HWA. Les made yeah. us watch it. Exactly, yeah. man. And it is one of the best matches. I mean, just, I mean, and that's, what, and that's exactly what you're talking about, Paul. That's a, that it's right a physical chess right. match. Yeah. yeah. How can you not just kind of watch and you're, you're looking at it? Because it's, it's literally kind of back and forth strategy all off of feel. And I think it's, I think it's extremely um, engaging to watch. So then when you do kind of bust out something here and there, if you even do that, it, it just, it adds colors to the match. So, yeah, learn your wrestling, uh, boys and girls. No, and uh, <laughs> because I've been watching, um, man, like a lot of, like, I, I do watch AEW, and um, I watch MLW, and I watch Ring of Honor, and um, a lot of the kids on the independence, the guys are they're so athletic, man, and it's just, I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, they're, they're, it's flip after flip, and after 450, and I mean, I mean, their bodies only have so many bumps. We know that. And, um, man, I'm watching them do this to the ground, and there's no pads or anything. There's no mat at all. You know, right. The cement. And I'm just uh, – it hurts my body to watch it, but, I mean, I appreciate their effort and all that. But it's just uh, – I think that's where it's, it's good. If you do not wrestle, that's your niche to get back into the business. Or, you know, that's something that different that you can offer. Um, Absolutely. Because, I mean, look at Jericho. I mean, he's, um, you know, he, he's doing he, – like he said, he, right now he's just doing the work between the moves, you know. And plus, he's yeah. the number one rock song in the, in the country, too. But. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the number one rock song in the country, in, in, the, in the U.S., Renee. Awesome, dude. Jericho. Is that? <laughs> it's a number one? Yeah, dude. He's uh, is it number one. And, yeah, dude. He's like one of the top dudes. Yeah, they're no joke. Fozzie's fucking for real. Okay. Hmm. That song, Interesting. I'm, I'm telling you, man. It was. Uh, Are you sure it's Ozzy? Because Ozzy came out with a new song called Patient yeah. Number Nine. Are you sure it's Ozzy, not Fozzy? It's, it's Fozzy, man. He, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm sitting there going, man, he's up there with uh, Bon Jovi and Poison and Metallica. He's, he had Ladies and gentlemen, time. can you smell the sarcasm coming from your computers here? <laughs> when he get when he when his songs are being done on Kids Bop, I'll pay attention. All right. Okay. So anyway, Paul, did that's you when you know you've made it. Se- did you get to see the opening segment of AEW with uh, Punk and um um uh, what's his face? Uh, Adam Page. Moxley. 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 Oh, Moxley. I did not. Okay. So so basically, Punk's in there, does his usual bullshit where he shoot promo, shoot bomb, pipe bomb, whatever. And then uh, Moxley does his entrance with the fucking uh, wild thing, copying off Onita, and he does his little Conor McGregor little bullshit shuffle, and he gets in the ring, and they're shooting on each other. But the one thing that was wrong with that, and I challenge whoever produced that segment, was the security guards. Because there was one security guard who had long, bleach blonde hair. He just reeked of indie worker. <laughs> right? But the thing is that visually, because I put it on mute and visually that guy stood out. 
But is that guy important to the whole fucking, you know, they're trying to build a main event between the two champion, interim champion. But my attention is going to this motherfucker with the bleach blonde hair. You understand? Yeah. With so that whoever, said, I mean, they always... Maybe it was Dolph. Professional wrestling has always had the worst cops. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, anytime there's, like, been cops involved in angles and stuff like that, like, they never know the Miranda rights. And, like, they just... It's horrible. Right. I w- with that said... I did catch a clip of um, Dexter Loomis's return, and I thought I thought that was actually so well done because it it really it it generated the interest that it was supposed to in in the fact that it it literally looked like security was trying to you know take care of a situation that was going on in the front row and it. And it just looked more legit. Um, and then, but funny enough, you see one of the security guards pull his hoodie up so they could reveal him. But I just thought the, the way that they did that looked more authentic than anything that you'll see when it's, you know, trying to look like a shoot. Uh, well, that brings, yeah. up, that brings up another interesting subject. Charlie, now that uh, Hunter Hearst is back in the driver's seat, what do you think? Well, here's, here's I, I can't get any worse. I'm gonna <laughs> so, um, no, I mean, here's the deal, man. It's like, and you know, um, you know, you know, I, I mean, you know, we can put them down and want, but I mean, they they all gave us an opportunity to live out. Ah. Uh, oh shit! I agree. I agree too. Uh, I think what yeah, we were saying they all gave Hold us on. an opportunity, and, uh, right? You know, I'm not that on that LinkedIn. I'm on a roll. Right. They all gave <laughs> us an opportunity to live out our dream, and they, um, yeah. you know, and, and, to, and to develop friendships, and for us to be able to do podcasts 20 years later. Um, there you go. But yeah. it's just that, um, <laughs> no, but um, um, man, he did a good job with NXT when he had it. You know, before they took it from him, and you know the uh, the crowds were into it. Um, and I thought the good thing was going. They have you know Baldo's down there, um, Scotty Tuhati was down there, and they were um, they, they was rocking and rolling. And then they came in and changed that. Um, but I see him trying to bring that back to WWE, and he's and they're, they're going to revamp NXT from what I heard too. Um, the reason why is I was man, I was with uh, Killer Cross and um, the other gentleman that you mentioned, Dexter. Um, yeah, that the Friday that Killer Cross um, debuted, that he de- that he debuted on Friday. Saturday we were at the uh, ECW arena uh, doing our um, we were doing a uh, comic a fr- uh, fan fest and uh, we wrestled that night. So cool. he's allowing them to finish up their uh, whatever um, commitments they have. But nice. You know, but they brought him back, and that was one of the you know Hunter's boys, and Vince fired him and his wife. You know. Um, That's one of my so, boys too. I love yeah, Cross. I think the return great. of Cross and Loomis. Yeah, so um, I, and yeah, I think it's I think great. great. I think it's it's great for business, and I think Hunter realized what he has, you know, and what what they're missing. Um, and dude, so you know, let's 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 hope they do the right thing with him. And uh, you know, because I I love Brock, I love Roman, but man, they wrestle every other weekend. So yeah, right. you know, yeah. You know, somewhere, somewhere in the last decade, Hunter had a light bulb go off where he thought, you know. I'm going to start, and I think it, I think, you know, and it might've been before he recruited um, Steen, Kevin Steen, who I'm a big fan of. 
But when he started kind of cherry picking the indies for a lot of these guys, I, I feel like a light bulb went off where it was like, you know, we don't, we don't need to recruit uh, straight bodybuilders or former MMA guys. Let's go to guys who generally can yeah. get a reaction, guys who can talk and guys who can work. And so absolute credit to him for that. Uh, you know, it's, um, it's and definitely gonna, helped change the go, landscape. They're going to go back to it because they had the tryouts where they invited 500 college athletes to really, so they, were, they said they weren't going to do anything with independent wrestlers. They wanted athletes that they can teach. And this was of course from the uh, old regime before Hunter got back sure. there. Um, so they went ahead and they held the, they, they honored their commitment. They did the tryout. They had so many concussions that they decided they, they put out a statement that they will no longer do this again. They're, they're looking at independent wrestlers. So, wow. Well, I mean, you can't teach someone to bump. I mean, these guys are, you know, there's a different sport there, man. They've been playing basketball, college football, or college baseball. You can't teach them to go in there and just th- jump up in the air and land flat on your back. It's fucking different, yeah. different beast, man. Yeah. I mean, I did see a clip uh, from AEW where I guess they had one of the like Jersey Shore cast offs or something. Yeah. The Miz? On their show now. No, um, just another forgettable kind of looking guy that just looks generic. Um, and he, I think he had, I think he was in there with like Fuego del Sol or something. Oh, I like Fuego, man. I, nobody, I, I have yet to see anyone in AEW know how to throw a proper German release suplex, uh, much less maybe even just a proper German. They're dumping guys on their heads. Yeah, and I watching Japan. Yeah. <sighs> I saw Renee get dumped on his head, man. We were, we were in a match, a six-wave Renee. And I don't know who it was. And I was like, man, they, they spiked you on that German. I was like, holy Was shit. this in all Japan? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he hit him so hard he doesn't remember. Yeah, no, I mean, it, 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 no, it, was, it was brutal, man. I was like, I was like, I went to K. I went there. I go, what the hell? He's like. But how often is it in Japan where you see talent consistently on an injured list or consistently concussed? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It just seems that obviously the technique is is more refined in that it still looks brutal, but they're not but it's not like a careless brutal. It's not like an uneducated brutal. It's not like a reckless brutal where they're just like, well, I'm just supposed to throw them over my head and forget about it. Like, ah, like to where it's really just a matter of time before we start. I mean, a good friend of mine who I knew uh, on his way up, Ricky Starks, who I think is Funny an absolute, yeah. absolute star, absolute star. And I felt that when he was at NWA coming up, and I thought like somebody's going to jump on this guy because say what you will. And people can say whatever they want and think that I'm a fucking idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about. But I, f- I genuinely feel that out of whatever is being put on TV right now, Ricky Starks has the most uh, – he's the closest thing – call me crazy. He's the closest thing to The Rock that is on TV right now. You may not be able to see it, but his ability to talk, his charisma, his athleticism, okay. it's the closest thing. And it could be closest thing by fucking no, no, a no. country mile, you know, but it, <laughs> he's he's really 
phenomenal. And I think he's absolutely outstanding. Uh, I wish he was given more TV. T- and the reason I bring him up is because he's another one of these guys who had a broken neck from uh, one of these fake cowboys that threw him on his head. Because because they don't know how to no this was at AEW because the guy doesn't know how to I did (laughs) I did it doesn't know how to throw a German release suplex now I could tell y'all how to do it properly if the guy's supposed to land on his feet but I'm not here to give away a bunch of free tidbits absolutely it's a matter of where you where you grip them for the German. If you're looking to bridge on a German suplex and pin him, you're holding them low. So this is uh, and this is and this is what I teach the kids in amateur. Like my, my son won the nationals in Greco this year for his age and weight. And, Your uh, kids are awesome. They're the uh, future of the business, man. Are you so, kidding me? Those kids are awesome. So I I teach and in this and this is what this will take case in point. What happened to uh, Big E? We broke his neck. Um, so it's a front suplex. Man, if you are taller than your opponent and you're going to throw, it's not going to happen. you got to be lower than him, and your shoulders got to be below his shoulders in order to throw. And so I teach it. And, I mean, for shoot throws, I always say, get your shoulder up underneath his shoulder in the sternum and then jack him up. That when you're underneath and your feet, and you're, you're, you're in, a, like a, in an athletic stance, you're spring, it's a coil. And once you release it, then you get the arch and throw. But, like, for Big E, the guy was taller than Big E, and he's trying to arch when he's on his tiptoes. And he was coming down right on his neck. Um, God. So they, you know, they're going to teach suplexes. And, you know, like Hunter, and I hope they're listening, they need to bring people in to teach them how to really throw. And uh, yeah. use a crash pad to teach them. That's why I teach the, my, my little kids. And, uh, I mean, teach them how to throw. Because you got to learn how to – and it also teaches you how to take the throw, how to, how to slap out, but also how to tuck your head and, and, and land on your – you know, the high – you know, you don't want to land on the high of your neck, but land on, like, the, you know, the low the, – the lower part of your shoulders and your uh, – you know, right around your um, – your, not your collar, but right around your uh, trapeze muscles. That's where you want to land. Right. And, um, but it's all on the guy throwing you, man. You know, you got to be lower than the, your opponent, and you got to make sure your shoulders are below his shoulders before you throw. So – there's also a way to base. If you're getting thrown yeah. on a belly-to-belly overhead, there's a place where you're supposed to base with your forearms off of the traps, and that should help you clear, even if they give you kind of a shit toss. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. That's why I think guys like Taz, Kurt, uh, Benoit, I mean, so many of these guys that have legit uh, kind of shooter backgrounds but just loved the wrestling aspect of it. I mean, you always see them get lower, uh, I mean, Brock's just a brick shit house who could throw a house. Literally, I mean, he's just a monster. He threw shit and more. He goes, uh, he goes. They wanted him to suplex him over the top rope. <laughs> he goes, how far do you want me to throw him? And Shannon goes, just throw him. <laughs> but I mean, there was no crash pad. I mean, he threw him yeah. over by the ramp, and I was like, oh, God, <laughs> yeah, unbelievable, man. It's pretty rough. That's another one that you know that, that the same athletic ability that someone you and uh, you know and Spanky and they uh, they never gets credited enough. You know he was uh, yeah. I always loved working with Shannon. Always Shannon, a lot of fun yeah, working with him. Big time, big time. He was yeah, fun. yeah, absolutely. One thing that uh, you mentioned during talked about NXT, James. What happened in your country just today? NXT. Yeah, um, NXT UK looks like it's getting cancelled. I think about six or seven stars have been released. Uh, most notable, Mark Andrews has been released. And uh, who? It looks like they're expanding into Europe. It's going to be NXT Europe. 
Mark Andrews had the um, skateboard. Yeah. yeah, blonde kid. Okay. Very good kid. Absolutely athletic. It's tough. They have so many talents over there that just don't get the proper exposure. But um, I, I think have all the all the talent in the world. Um, well, the good thing is there's other places to work now. You know, with the, with the MLTV, sure. you got MLW. Ring of Honor, you got um, NWA, you got uh, well that that that's for but Charlie, that's, Charlie, that's for the Americans. Don't forget, internationally, if we want to work in the United States, we need to think all the work permit. Those ain't cheap for the United States. You're right, you're right. That's right. right. Those right. ain't cheap. That that, that's a process, man. That's a three to six month process. You're looking at five figures. You can't marry anybody. <laughs> <laughs> American just, woman, stay away from me. <laughs> just pull a Steven Seagal and have a wife in Japan, a wife in America, a second wife in America. Did he really oh, did he he have that, that many wives? Did you yeah, watch that? Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. James sent that to me, and I was like, "This is forty minutes long," but somehow <laughs> I kind of I watched. You, you can get me to sit through a forty-minute. Steven Seagal review documentary about how this guy's a complete nut job. But he sent me like a 30, 40 minute review of Wednesday Night Wrestling. Uh, I'll try to watch it. Right. I'll try to get through it. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. One of these days I will watch it. Uh, I, I did pop for when he broke that guy's arm in the mall when one of his first movies. Yeah. He, he, he extended it the wrong way. The crowd went nuts. Sure. So yeah, man, that shit really works, man. That that Akita works. Did you hear the feud yeah. about between him and Van Damme? I mean, can you really call it a feud? Well, Stallone told the story. So Stallone was having a party at his mansion, and he invited both of them. And Seagal's been talking shit about Van Damme for a while. So Van Damme was, you know, he was on the juice. I suppose you could say. And he offered the cigar. Oh, there's, two there's two kinds of juices. Can you, which one are you talking about? Drink. Oh, okay. okay. Belgian juice. Fandam well, <laughs> offered him to come outside, and Seagal walked away. And then Seagal went to a nightclub, and Fandam followed him and kept offering, said, I'm here, let's have a fight. And Seagal just carried on to keep walking away. Okay. So Fandam hmm. punked him out. I'm in the Van Damme camp over the Seagal camp. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, too. Yeah. Come on, man. Chuck Norris, baby. (laughs) That dude's 72 and still on that total gym fucking commercial. Actually, I'm in the Benny Urquidez camp. (laughs) Benny the Jet Urquidez. Yeah. That's, I mean, we're talking amazing stuff here. Yeah. Well, you know what? And if Seagal, I mean, that's probably why Seagal's not an expendables four coming out. You know, so. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> this one of them is bigger than me now. <laughs> well, yeah. no, Hogan, Hogan's petitioning to get in it. You know, so. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. I think we had uh, some. Uh, I think we had some super chats that we got to answer right there. Uh, James? I love yeah. how Renee's getting right to the super chats. Like we are not going three, four hours again with this stuff. No, because no, no, we had about ten of them, so I don't want it to just you know build up. Well, well, do we need to cover anything? Um, anything else significant from Wednesday night? I don't okay. know. Wednesday I'm sure you I watched it. I'm sure you watched it twice. You couldn't? Okay, what was oh. wrong with it besides the blonde-haired the f- the security guard? Physicality. Phys- they got into okay. the and the punches they thrown were the oh my gosh. They were horrible. Yes. 
right? I've seen a lot of that. Where the punch man, goes like above the head. Yeah, huh. that, that Moxie guy, and he missed about three or four shots. Punk was throwing punches on top of the guy's head. It's a shoot. People know now at MMA. You can't you can't you don't punch here. You fucking lay it in. Slap here for yeah. fuck's sakes. Lay your shit in. <laughs> I wish they would bring Rip Rogers in and teach him how to punch. I mean, that, I mean yes. that, that Rip taught me how to punch. I mean, I know how to like really fight, but then I'm like, you know, teach me how to like wrestling to make it look real and not like you know that 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 slapping bullshit, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it Rip, Rip Rogers right man, the man yeah. right there. Because this that's the main event. That's what they're building for their next pay per view. The main event. That's the, the the focus for the money match. And then I see the physicality, and it looks like. Oh, not to be next week now. It's a shame because, like you know, if you get lost, we're giving it away on free TV. Yeah, next week. Oh, that, so okay. If you, if you get lost in a match and you're not sure what to do, I mean, you got to have a good punch and you got to have a good kick. Seriously. Yes. You figure it out. Pat Patterson's know. exact exact fucking quote: If you can't yeah. punch or you can't kick, you can't be a tough guy. No. You know, you've got, and, 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 man, I'm seeing girls throwing better forearms than the guys now. Yeah. Some of these girls are badass. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Cool. Uh, before we get to Super Chats group, um, I mentioned on the community tab, we're having a giveaway tonight. So send in new Super Chats, and whoever's got the best screen name will win some signed 8x10s from Renee. That's oh. so, uh, I'm giving away free 8x10s tonight for the best screen. And make us laugh. We're here to be entertained. We got my friend Chuck here. We got my friend Paul and Jameson. We want to, yeah, <laughs> as well. We're having fun. <laughs> They're probably thinking y'all are supposed to be entertaining subs. us. What the hell? Subs. There's going to be drinks with Dupree. I'm buying a fucking gallon, a half gallon of Jack Daniels, and I'm drinking on air. And everybody's oh excited. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Canadian whiskey. Yeah. Oh wait, what you said you Jack Daniels. Permit to come down here and get the Jack. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, sorry, everyone. Um, my phone logged out, and I might have missed some of your super chats. But one guy did send in one first thing was Mark, and he said, uh, "Bonjour, Renee. Um, we doubled Booker T's audience from last week, so uh, that was what? that." Wait, what, what? Yeah, uh, Charlie uh, Booker T. He called me and Paul a bad name. He called us fruit booties. <laughs> oh God! He called you and Paul that. Yeah, we're we're fruity boots. <laughs> I'm more of like the juicy fruit booty but, type. But he broke he broke Paul's nose, man. He broke mine too. Yeah. Okay, Charlie, let me ask you: If somebody were to break your nose and not apologize right after, you'd be a little dismayed by that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, Chris King he broke mine, but he came right at me. Yeah, he okay? I mean, it happens. Like right, that, it happens. Yeah. But as professionals, you would think there's that immediate courtesy of like, oh, shit, man, like with any kind of injury, but especially something like a broken nose, because kind of what you were going back to, I had to put off getting surgery on my broken nose because I had a pay-per-view match coming up with Kidman. And they were like, if you get your surgery right now, you could say goodbye to your pay-per-view match. And I was like, fuck. So I kind of kept yeah. working with for like almost a month with this bro i did the pay-per-view match with a broken nose and got kicked in the face thanks pete um <laughs> and, I, uh, I, I got, drew mcintyre broke my neck and i never heard from him but then when i was got cleared they, they let me go that day so that's fucking bullshit it's not, you, can watch, you, can, you can watch it on tv it's uh it's uh he was, uh, it was supposed to be our truth but he came out and interrupted it cut a promo i was walking out he flipped me around Kick me in the stomach, that no-handed DDT that Michael Hayes fucking gave him. Um, way to go, Michael. And, uh, man, he didn't let go of the hands. I just went right down on him. You'll watch it. Man. Like, Looking good, boys. Correct. What? You broke your neck? 
Yeah, I broke my neck, man. Funny Didn't they me. fire you? They fired me when I got go. We got better. When I got back, when I got clear. Because Johnny oh goes, hey, did you, did you finish therapy with the doctor? I go, yeah, just walking out right now. Okay, I'm going to have to let you go, you know. And I was like, okay. Oh, so that was the second time? Yeah. The first time is when you got back from your honeymoon. Yeah, the day we got back. And he goes, for better day for you got back, And then the day you got clear uh. from your neck, they fired you again. Wow. Yeah, it's a shame, man. But hey, hey, Monsieur Levac, I think someone deserves a spot somewhere in your organization. His name is Charlie Haas. I'm, that's just my two cents. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, that's super chats. Uh, work and stiff promotion. Thank you for the super sticker. Uh, Thank you. Right, I'm going to try and catch up on these uh, super chats. I think I, if I've missed anyone, please tell me. Let's keep going way down. Because my phone logged out and then it logged back in and I might have missed some. Yeah, there was a bunch, man. There was like 10 shit. I, I don't know. Can I see them maybe? What's a super sticker? I don't even know what that is. Hey, guys. Just asking for your thoughts on the Mordecai gimmick back in 04 that Kevin oh. had before the vampire Kevin gimmick. Ferti. Well, that's your that's your boy, Charlie. Ferti. Uh, I like oh, yeah. Kevin. I get along I like with Kevin. them, but fuck, man, I was married to that dude when he was Mordecai, hey, and I was putting that dude over. Can you, can you see the? Uh, What's that one? This is where I got broke, broke my neck. Oh, okay. oh, Jesus! Put there you go. Uh, it says low battery. Technical difficulties. Uh, Stand by. Stand by, everyone. Uh, uh. Right there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is that Drew McIntyre? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they're right there. Oh, he didn't let go of the hands, eh? No, watch. I, I just like I was. I, I heard a crack, and I was just like, man. I was like, yep, right there. Okay, goes for the handshake. Boom. Spin. Oh, spin kick. Right there, boom! Ah. Oh fuck! Spiked. It, fuck! Man. Never, never, never. I'm sorry, and he's making probably twelve million a year, and I'm fucking divorced. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so is he. I mean, he was too, right? Um, um but shit of him, I heard in a hotel room mm-hmm. for his ex-wife. Was it? Um, Taryn. She's an NWA, ain't she? The blonde chick. T- Taryn. Tyrant Jarrell, that's right, yeah. Um, Anyways, back to Mordecai. Um, <laughs> See, you know, I, mean, I, I, know, I know, man. Kevin is one of those guys that I wear on. I know. God damn, I love I, I liked working with him. I always thought he was respectful. I thought he was, you know, as a smaller guy, it's always fun to work with a big guy because it's not difficult to make this shit look convincing. (laughs) But I just remember, God damn, there was this one spot at this house show where (laughs) he was supposed to like cut me off during like one of my kind of comebacks or something. And I leapt off the second rope and was supposed to come back with like a flying form. And he clotheslined me right in the knees in (laughs) midair. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm yeah, yeah. yeah, it was uh, it, it was brutal. It might have taken some years off my life. Uh or your knees but I, walking. Yeah, yeah. So 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was rough, but I was married to him for a while. Like every house show, I was working with him. It was just like, oh, was like I first met Kevin in Memphis. He never had a developmental build there. And then when, he, when they closed Memphis down, we moved up to HWA. He showed up there, and I'm like, you're not even under contract. I'm trying to get a job. And then he drove on down to uh, Louisville. So I got him. Um, he's off. He's yeah, I. Um, um, so then, you know, so he, he would just, Kevin was one of those guys that would not give up on his dream. And, you know, he grew up in the Memphis area, area in the era of Jerry Lawler. And, uh, and he just stuck around until finally he said, someone give this guy a goddamn job, you know? And, um, I mean, good for him for doing that, you know, but now he's a su- successful real estate agent. He's doing really well. Mm-hmm. And his wife has her, she does the, uh, the, uh, the undersigning or she does all the, uh, the contracts on the, on the mortgages and stuff. So, oh, wow. They have a good, uh, yeah. So they're doing really well for themselves. The underwriter, she's the underwriter for the mortgages. Yeah. I liked right. the gimmick though. I thought the Mordecai gimmick, I thought the entrance, I thought all this stuff was really impressive. I mean, I liked it better than the vampire reveal, which, you know, wasn't bad either or whatever. We have a vampire in ECW. Um, Verdict's out. Um, But, uh, yeah, I thought the whole gimmick was pretty cool. Uh, But it just ended up getting dropped, I think, for whatever reason. You'd have to ask Kevin. He had a a reason uh, him and David Lagana got into it, the writer. Was that the make-out thing where, from what I heard, God damn it. Here's the deal, man. I'm going to say this. If you want to call it professional wrestling, please hire agents to do the stories. If you want to call it entertainment, then hire Hollywood writers. You know, just but there's t- people say, what's the difference between sports entertainment and, and professional wrestling? I go, you get someone like Kevin Sullivan that will give you the finishes and then tell you what to do in a match and just say, hey, go be you and let's not try to put a character on you. And then sports entertainment's when you have uh, some guy that comes in and says, I'm going to make you if you learn how to do the pitch this way and you learn how to say it this way and it's more organic. And I'm like. Holy shit, man! You don't know what I do. You don't know how I feel, especially when you're wrestling thirty minutes. And then you want to come out and cut the promo the way you want it. Shit! Did you hear the story about like this is just this is just hearsay? Don't jump on me, you fucking listeners that are like, ah, he hates everybody. This is just what we heard. This is what was going around at the time. Mordecai was being uh, funneled towards a storyline with the Undertaker. Yeah, and. Lasagna was going down to OVW to try and make it all, I don't know, keep an eye on it or something, and propositioned Mordecai that if he didn't make out with him, he would nix the storyline. And he was like, what? I choked him or something. Because funny enough, they both yeah. ended up getting like fired at the same time. Yeah. All right. I mean, so yeah. something happened there, yeah. whether it was – a proposition or not. That's exactly what I heard. Same, same thing. Right. And then later lasagna's name came up again during the, uh, speaking out movement. So, you know, good thing he has a job somewhere. He, uh, he, he want. found Hi. me backstage once. He was lasagna? Yeah. 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 What? He, he found me backstage, my backside, my ass. Jesus <laughs> you Christ. Like, you like bedroom, these eyes here. Is that, is that when you didn't wear underwear on that one? Oh, my God. At OVW, and your shit's hanging out? Oh, no, that's when I got somed up. I took 14 somas before a match. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it was, was I wrestling you, or who was wrestling you? I, they, I, they have you in a chin lock, and your shit's hanging out right on TV. <laughs> oh, that, that was in OVW. Yeah, that was. Oh, that yeah, was, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I was uh, I was all screwed up. Because God damn, son of a bitch, can't have your fucking balls not hanging out. No, no, Cornette, Cornette was gone by then. Cornette wasn't there. Oh, uh, was he? No. Okay, was it Heyman? Uh, maybe. I know Danny was there, and uh, Heyman would have loved. I that. forget That's who great. else. But yeah. That's great shit. Man, I'm sorry to hear that. That's fucking bullshit, though. So this guy fucking groped your ass or something backstage like i was 19 yeah i was on raw i think or when i just turned 20 i went to smackdown yeah what the fuck yeah and then when i told uh when i told that guy people power he just laughed it off like it was a joke Yeah, because he's doing the same fucking thing yeah Yeah. disgusting man absolutely fucking disgusting guys cornet said this week there's been too much blood on tv what's your opinions you guys really don't watch AEW, but if you did, it's like there's dude, there. Oh, gets busted never, open every week, yeah. and uh, Brian Brian's getting busted open in the opening match, and it's like, dude, you use it sparingly, then it means more, and red means green. You use it when you want a hot angle, especially right? when you don't give it away for free. Do it in a fucking pay per view, make it right. For it. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean. I look at this. I, I was never a big fan of juicing. I just, man, I just, I don't know, man. I just, I just fucking can't. I don't know. I have a hard time doing it to myself. And um, I saw when uh, Hunter, when Shelton, when they split us up, and Shelton never did it before, and Hunter goes, or Ric Flair goes, I got you, kid. I got you. I'll make the sword, and I'll take care of you. And he cut him from here to here, and he had to get Jesus. Like 40 stitches. <laughs> Jesus. Flair cutting, you know, so. Um, wow. Benjamin, yeah. It was like when they when the Shelton debuted on Raw and when he went over and then Hunter put him over, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So when he got juiced, you see Flair going, just cut him. I was like, whoa! But um, isn't that isn't that ultimately a producer slash Booker call though? Shouldn't that be a, a producer slash Booker call though, where yeah, you have these kind of ideas in mind of actual long term storytelling of actual long term storylines? where you're thinking this is going to lead to this, to this, to this, to this, and then we're going to blow it off to where it's just all bets are off and we're going to get color and it's really going to add magnitude to it to where now when you see it constantly, um, it's just, it it doesn't mean anything anymore. And you've just wasted it. If you can't throw a good punch, why would you color? Seriously. Yeah. Got a question from Australia, uh, and for the Australian fans watching, my friend Charlie Haas will be there in October. Where are you going, to, Charlie? I'm going to. Man, I'm pull this up on my calendar. My business. Nice. Sent me, sent me, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited about this. That's great. Uh, let's see here, I'm going to. It's coming. All right, we are going to. It's going to be in October. October. And- Okay, hold on, come on. Oh, here we are. All right. All right, so we are on October 13th, Australia, for ASW. ASW. And, uh, yeah, for ASW. And I think it's, just, it's uh, I think it's Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne and Sydney. So for the all the Australian fans, October 13th and 14th, my friend Charlie will be there. ASW. Yep. Yeah, it's okay, going to so go here's October the question. 14th and 15th. And get back to so three days in us. Wow, that's going to be yeah. fun. Dude, if you have hey, time boys. and you're in Melbourne, try to get somebody to take you to Ballarat. They have the coolest wildlife park wow. around, man. Honestly, you're sitting there like with emus and kangaroos and stuff. I put a kangaroo I put a kangaroo in a headlock yeah. one time. Hunters, uh, his, his park, the crocodile. Oh, that would be your ad. Yeah. That, that yeah. Cool too, Australia is amazing. 
Beautiful country. So here's, here's the question from the Australian fan. Was there really competition between Raw and SmackDown locker room? I felt there was. Yeah, I did. I did. I yeah. think a lot Same. of that's why they, they, uh, Kurt says that's why they broke up Team Angle, too. They, they, there's supposed to be four of us, of course, but the uh, the um, he said, man, we were starting to do really good, start moving, moving, and you had Evolution on the other side. And then uh, that's when they, you know, Kurt broke his neck and all that. But Kurt said wow. that's why that's one of the reasons why they split it. Wow. Yeah, I felt it too, man. I felt because, uh, like, we all know Taker was the leader of the SmackDown brand, right? Now, do you guys ever hear this that they say in that era? I mean, I, I until I, I came back in, uh, people are like, that era at SmackDown with you, all of us are. They say it's one of the probably the best era in wrestling. Yeah, the people that were in there. Really? Uh, yeah, that's what they say. That's what I said. I'm like, oh, I don't really. They're like, no, the guys that were in there, they said they feel it's the best era of wrestling. Is that you hear, James? I mean, that's what that's what all, all the fans. Yeah, say. With you and Benjamin, the Guerreros, Benoit, Angle, Brock, uh, the Cruiserweights, Mysterio, Edge was on the roster. Um, oh, yeah. That 2002, 2003 SmackDown was top notch. Yeah, 2002 SmackDown was a shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like in a good way. I'm not saying the shits. I'm saying it was the good, good stuff. Yeah, they, they keep saying that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I, I, don't know, I never thought of it. I never sit back and think of it. Because, because you were coming out of the the Attitude Era, but yeah. it was like the WCW just got bought, so you had like the so was still like, like the pro- provocative storylines, but the really badass wrestling was coming yeah, the, in. You the, know the what I mean? Ag- the ruthless aggression era. Ruthless know. aggression. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, question for you, Paul. Uh, last not bad. Uh, Paul, can you tell the Brian and Benoit Pancake story? <laughs> Bob Evans. Bob Evans. I'll tell it really quickly. Um, thanks to Renee's former partner, Sylvan. Shopping! Um, there was... Uh, he, he would stir the pot. So, as various guys would at certain times. So, there was a time... I want to say it was in Nashville or something where Benoit and um, Renee's favorite wrestler, Bob Holly, yes. came up to us and they were like, Ward has it. You guys aren't working out. Like uh, y'all aren't fulfilling your duties as wrestlers and y'all aren't working out. And what happened, which, what the truth was, is that we were looking for the gyms that the boys weren't going to because it just, it, it got, it got to a Well, I mean, like there was a time when I remember in Chicago, I was writing with, um, like Horseshoe and Rhino and Billy Gunn and Jamie and I can't remember who, but like there was a bunch of us piled in. And we went to a gym and I, you know, paid my 10 bucks and I went in and, start, you know, the guest pass, I went in and started working out. Literally like 30 minutes later, I was looking around and nobody was there. And I thought, what the fuck? Did they leave me? Like, is this a rib? But like, I think I saw Jamie, he was working out. But I went back and like Billy Gunn was like complaining to the guy at the front desk. And he was like, tell me again, you don't know who I am. Like, why should we have to pay? And it's just kind of like, fuck, like it embarrassed me because I thought like not everyone's a goddamn wrestling fan. They're not going to like, they're, so they don't know who you are. Like pay the $10 and fucking start working out. Like don't make a stink about it. It just, so whatever. Like, so we would find gyms that guys weren't working out at, um, like curves. No, we didn't go to curves. YMCA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, Renee and I think worked out at a YMCA in Roanoke. And then he proceeded to drive down the wrong way on a one-way street one time and nearly killed us. Um, 
But anyway, so we weren't we weren't working out at the gyms that the other guys were. Guys would usually go to like World Gym, Golds, like that was like the go to thing. So we would look for kind of more local, uh, mom and pop type gyms and work out there. So, anyways, Sylvan took this and he told them that we weren't working out. And um, so Bob and and Chris were like, "Hey, you guys are gonna." ride with us. You're going to pick us up from the airport, basically adopting us as like young boys in this situation. And ultimately I didn't have a problem with it. Um, because I took it as a real opportunity actually. Cause it's like, fuck, like yeah. here I am pick getting them, to ride with, them, yeah, them yeah. Getting to pick their brains and whatever and ride with guys and train with them, you know? And, uh, so I was busting my ass, you know, I was usually paired up with Bob training with him. And I think ultimately that's what, led to getting that that respect from him was that you know we were getting up at five in the morning and hitting the gym and that's when he would tell me like uh, you know i have to be the first one at the gym if i see any of the other boys at the gym i get hot i get hot because i gotta we'll be a story about one. that later okay. yeah um so long story short they had taken it you know upon themselves to make you know we were picking them up from the airport like they were like we'll pay for the rental cars whatever we'll get the hotels but y'all are gonna kind of be under our wing that's all good and dandy. Great. Um, very cool. Actually, a cool opportunity. Somewhere in Connecticut, we went to – we had been done training at like 8 in the morning. We were already done with like a three-hour workout. And we went to Bob Evans, and it was uh, Brian, myself, Bob, Jamie, and Chris. And um, The rest of Bob Evans? You went to his house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was brutal. Um, no, that was a bad joke. Uh so we're sitting there and Jamie um, was kind of this, just kind of like a mini clone of Chris at the time. And that he would like try to mirror everything that he did, you know, like bless his heart. He's, it's a guy that he idolized and who's to blame him. So they're asking for the orders. They ask uh, Bob what he wanted. I can't remember what he ordered, but like, you know, 15 egg whites or something and a steak or whatever. I don't know. Chicken breast <laughs> for breakfast. Uh, they asked Chris here, like, I don't know, 15, 20 egg whites, a steak, maybe two steaks. I can't remember. Jamie was like, same Raw, thing he's really? having. They go to me and they're, and I'm just, I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, no, I'm no, I was feeling the pressure. So I was like, well, steak and like, you know, maybe, eight egg whites and i kind of get this like <laughs> yeah like what only eight egg whites i'm like dude i'm half your size they go to brian and brian's like i'll have the fluffy fun time pancakes with extra m&ms and like it was like a short yeah yeah and uh and chris like puts his hand on the waitress's notepad and he's like no he's not having that <laughs> Give him what we're having, and Brian just kind of threw his silverware up. He's like, "The fuck do you even ask me for? Like, I can't even order my own food." <laughs> like, yeah. And I mean, you know. And then so shortly thereafter, I think that's when he asked for his release because he was just he was just over it at that time. He was sick of working Bob like Holly? five minute mat. Uh, uh, Brian. He left and went to Japan because he wanted to wrestle longer than six minute matches, you know, and. Um, cause he genuinely, I mean, he loves professional wrestling. Yeah, so he, he left, yeah. he left and wanted to go wrestle in Japan. He left on good terms, you know? And so that's why, you know, he was able to come back later before we, you know, when we formed our team later, but, but yeah, that's the Bob Evans story, man. It was like, there must've been 
50 egg whites split amongst you know the five of us no maybe six i don't know there was an an insane amount of egg whites and steak at that table um, you know maybe maybe 300 grams of protein in total so so paul to uh to uh prove that what you said up is true about bob like getting to the gym before him we were on tour in australia right and it was the the, uh, the day we were flying back to america i got up that morning to do fasted cardio, right? And Dawn Marie, who was one of our guests last week, she was there as well. So we did our fasted cardio, boom, boom, boom. And then we're on the bus waiting to go to the airport and we're talking about our workout and Bob's overhearing us. And Bob gives me this fucking look of like, I'm going to kill you. The reason being is because I got to the gym before him. Oh, you yeah. You didn't call him to get him up to go to the gym. Oh. Right, right, right. Because uh, when, when I was tagging with him, man, it was like, He's like, hey, man, we're going to get up. We're going to go to the gym together. Uh, I'll get the car. You go, oh, no, 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 no. I know that story. You ain't getting the car. I'll get the car. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't pulling that over on me. You know, I know that. I was in that the house. funny thing is, the first time, the first weekend that came up where we were starting this new program where we were – you know, getting to the airport, getting the rental car and like picking them up, like, you know, whatever. I remember just panicking because I couldn't get a hold of Bob. And I was at the airport and I had the rental car. It was in like Grand Rapids, Michigan. And it was like a blizzard outside. And I was just panicking because I thought like, this dude's going to fucking murder me. Like, I can't get a hold of him. It keeps going to voicemail, keeps going to voicemail. I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, fuck. So, like, I ended up having to go to the show. Um, and then I saw him at the show, and I was like, Bob, like, I tried to get a hold of him. He goes, I know, I know, I know. I smashed my phone. I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, you dropped it, and it broke? He goes, no. Like, I looked at it, and I smashed it. I was just like, okay. Like, fuck. That explains it. <laughs> like, I was off the hook, thanks to his rage. Um. Oh, here's a cool yeah. It was name. it was crazy. Here's a cool screen name: Renee's Cup Coffee Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Here's, yeah, I got several. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm gonna get the eight by tens because we're doing an eight by ten giveaway for the coolest screen name. So just Are you doing a virtual signing up. right now? No, no. Is this whoever comes up with the funniest screen name? I'm giving away free oh, signed. I wish you told me that. No one told me to come up with the I know. I would have changed my screen name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back, guys. Other than Johnny Ace. Hey, uh, <laughs> I saw Brian. Uh, I saw Brian Kendrick. Actually, I saw him uh, two weeks ago down at the uh, okay. CW locker room. Yeah, man, he's doing good. He's uh, getting ready to open up his school coming up. Yeah, good for him. He's a he's a solid trainer. Yeah, man. Now, where are you? Are you in New? Are you in New Mexico now? Is that what, that's what he told me? He thought you were in New Mexico. I'm I'm where the wind takes me, brother. I'm good, brother. I'm, all Dude, over. I'm about I'm about to do what you do. I'm about to buy a fifth wheeler and just go, man. Because uh, I mean, there's no sense of buying a house. There really, there really isn't. I mean. Jackie got everything, rightfully so. The kids are there. I want them to have everything. And then uh, I just, um, man, there's no sense in buying anything. I can just say, hey, yeah. I want to go to the beach. I drive to the beach. I want to know. So, so Time is futile. We have to make the best of our days. So, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Uh, I'll ask you this question by Bunga Bunga. Do you change your matches depending on ring size, cables, or ropes? I, I, man, I have because of, uh, man, I, I've been watching, um, filthy James Lawler and he does a lot of really cool shit with the ropes. 
and it looks like he's going to do like an aerial move, and he does it. And uh, you can only do it with ropes. You can't do it. They, uh, you'll love this, Paul, man. I swear, I, gotta, I was going to steal this, so I'm still going to do it. So he gives, <laughs> the guy, he gives the guy the shoulder in between the second and third. And so he's going to sunset flip over, right? So he gets back. As the, guy, as the guy bends over, he lets go of the ropes and hits him right in the eyes with the ropes. And the guy goes down. It's fucking. Oh, weird. wow. And then he fucking did it. And then he dived through and pinned him one, two, three, three on the ropes. Like, Effective. Was, the crowd went nuts. I've never seen that. Like, you thought he was going to sunset flip and he just let go of the ropes and it, it hit him right in the eyes. He turned around and he goes, he's like, Woo! <laughs> I was like, and, you know what? He's a wrestling guy. He grew up watching this shit, man. He, he knows everything about it. He's a good guy, man. Yeah, I mean, the hell of a. And, and he fought in the UFC, too. You know, but, You're mean, talking about Tom Lawler? Yeah, Tom Lawler. Tom, yeah. I haven't met him yet. I uh, heard good like, things about him. Great guy, man. Oh, damn. But when I saw that, I was like, this guy is creative, man. So I mean, but that okay. So, but like going back to the question, yeah, I think nobody's gonna have nobody's gonna have a better ring than WWE. They have. I, I heard they have some sort of um, copyright or something on like the ropes that they use, like or uh, whatever reason they have the best ring. I mean, it's the biggest ring, it's the safest ring, and the ropes have a spring to them. I think because they use boat rope. Yeah. Or something, right? Like the kind of rope that... And then, uh, then they tape it tight as hell to give you that... Spin. Yeah. Uh, it's really a, really a fun ring to work in. Um, whereas, you know, I think any of us that have been in the old WCW rings where it was like elevator cables, that shit hurts. Dude. That hurts. And it has no bounce on it. It's tough. It's real well, you, tough. You can't get tied up in the ropes. You can't do the thing that yeah. fully did where he ripped his ear off with the ropes. I mean, you can't. Yeah. And the ring itself is stiffer. Um, so I think you definitely will adjust your match. I mean, sometimes you don't have, unfortunately, the time to go out and inspect the ring ahead of time, kind of like Charlie was saying earlier, which um, is really important. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of no different than, you know, you wouldn't buy a house without looking at it and checking it out first. You know, it just kind of makes sense that maybe not in the same degree, but you want to, like, see right, what you're right. working in here. You want to check out what's going on. Um, I had worked in a ring in England that I had gotten to the show late, uh, cause the promoter booked our flights in such a way it's a long deal, but we got to the show as the, the people were already coming into the stands and I didn't have a chance to go out to the ring and check it out. And there was, uh, no, it was, um, <laughs> I wish no, I mean, it was, it was probably like an 18 or something. It, the ring size was fine, but I had called um this this bret hart heat spot where uh i take a boot out of the co the guys in the corner i run go charge in he puts the boot up i give him my back and he pitches me under the the bottom rope slide in ribs first into the ring post it was like razor and brett did that and i always thought that was a great heat yeah. spot well the bottom of the ring post had an additional uh, ring metal ring on the inside of the post so i slid right into that metal ring and it cut me open right on my abdomen um it really fucked me up and uh and so yeah definitely check the rings out i've been in rings in australia where they would tighten the ring up with what looked like a metal steering wheel and it was on the outside of the post and that's how they would tighten the ropes was like this big wheel uh like a yeah it, it was crazy so but 
Yeah, you know, the WCW rings. I know when they first bought WCW, I was in the Memphis territory, and they sent all the rings down there. Man, they had the cables, but they were shorter. Yes, the ropes. Okay, they had them in HWA too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was was short, and I'm like, this. That's a WCW ring. This sucks. You know, it's like I was used to the WWE development, but I mean, it was like that's why everyone would step over the top rope. You know, they, they, you know, it was like, oh, they're huge. You know, like Jindrak and them would step over the top rope. And I mean, tall (laughs) to begin with. But no, but then you get to the WWE, and it's like, man, it's probably got another, man, probably eight eight inches to another foot taller. Seriously, I mean, oh yeah. uh, yeah, and they, they were bigger too in the ring, right? You probably yeah. had an extra foot WWF rings. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, and then, but no joke. In Italy, I wrestled in a twenty-two by twenty-two, uh, and this ring was jeez, man. I mean, wow. guy goes to shoot me from turnbuckle to turnbuckle. I just turn around and kicked him in the face. There's no way I'm running across that. <laughs> no, because he would let you go, like you know, not even halfway. Let you go, and I can't yeah, I'm going to spend like you know the next three quarters running by myself. <laughs> like, nah. Doesn't look real. Have you guys ever been in the fourteen by fourteen ring yes. where it's like? You feel like yes. you're in a custom-made, like, California king bed? And you're in just England. Like, in England uh, yeah, definitely England. in England. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's all hell. I think I had a yeah. tag match once in a 14 by 14. Imagine that shit. You got what? A, a tag match in a 14 by 14. <laughs> <laughs> Were you allowed to double bump then? Were you allowed to double bump? Ah, it was, it was a shit show. Anyway. So I'm going to show everybody my 8 by 10s. Send us your funny screen names, okay? So here's one. Either have this one. That's fancy. This one for me and Wagner winning the Noah tag tag. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. This is a throwback from France. Is that Mark? Is that Mark No, that's me with shorter hair. I was a lot younger and more spry. And here's me on fire. And here's 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 me on fire. That's when I was a good-looking kid. That's what I looked like. Yeah, until I got contaminated. Oh, Who wouldn't pinch hey, his ass? Look, look what someone sent me. Oh, shit. Wow. Huh? Yeah, it was a special six pack, right? Yeah. So they made one in a French, you can see. And then they, uh, they made one in a, the, the American one, you can't, you can't find. It's hard to get. But that one, someone sent me that. It was like, it's like, uh, they ran to go for like $350, $400. Like, as long as they're in the box. But nice. One, I actually, I my mom has those. My mom has that in the attic. She has the, because the, uh, this one will be in French, and the American one, if you look it up on eBay, it had, you guys are all wearing different, we're wearing different stuff. Different clothes. Oh, clothing. really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they were trying to make it like, uh, that was like the OBW graduating class. I'm like, we were all there, but it wasn't like, you know, but uh, that's, that's, that's what that, that's what it was coming from because like, we all came from OVW at that time. So. <laughs> There's a screen named Paul London's bag of weed, Renee's personal joint roller, <laughs> Stone Papa Smurf. Hey, <laughs> uh, I thought those were all one screen name. I thought, God, like how well, long can these things names, be? But you gotta send a super chat. You send you send whatever donation, and uh, the best screen name will get a free eight by ten. Yep, of your choice, right? Rolling. They don't get to pick. Well, they can they can pick. Uh, I don't. Is there any way we can keep these on the? I don't know how to do it. Uh, fuck. I'll they'll remember. Yeah, Renee on fire. Pinch yeah. ass Renee. <laughs> Renee and Wagner. Renee and shopping. Is that, that Doctor Wagner? Uh, it's his. Uh, it's his son, Doctor Wagner's son. Yeah, he's doing good right now. He's in the uh, N one tournament in Noah. I think. Uh, I think he's winning every night. So good for him. There's a. Uh... Super chat with NXT Europe. 
Could there be global territories? I think that was the original plan, wasn't it? I think that's where Hunter was going for with but, the NXT. Now, now there's, a, uh, there's a WWE India that's been going on for five years, if you guys didn't know that. So, it's, no. uh, it's, yeah, it's, that's why big. It's been going on for about five years over there. They got a big fan base. So, uh, I mean, they, they could keep it, you know. Would Kali be affiliated with that? Because I know he has a he school is. out there, right? Yep, he's one of the big reasons for it. But yeah, they have WWE oh, That's India. cool. One of our old guests, uh, Renee Ricardo. Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah, he, he trained out there. That's right. Yeah, shout out Ricardo. He was the trainer, right? Yeah. Oh. A buddy of mine, Facade, also who's also a, a wonderful talent on the Indies. He was a, he trained out there as well for a while. He went out there, and I remember he trained with those guys as well. Okay. Those guys were going out to you know India for like months at a time. Yeah. Right, which just seems like an eternity. <laughs> I've gone there twice, man. I've been gotten sick with them. Like, have you? Yeah. Everyone yeah. I know who seems to go there seems to come back with some sort of stomach bug. Yeah, I've yet to go. All right, so Renee's personal joint roller—that was a cool screen name—and I'm going to send you an eight by ten. How do they uh, send their their contact info to you, James? Uh, just leave it with me, Renee, because you're jumping all over the chat. <laughs> just let me do it. <laughs> okay. What okay. about my bag of weed? That's not a cool enough name for you? Come on, man. We'll read them all out towards the end, and then we can pick one. So we'll do it no, that no, way. No, no, no. Everyone who sends in a funny fucking screen name gets a free eight by ten. I got loads of these shit. I got to get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you think you have the answers, he changes the questions. <laughs> I've got a question for you. Uh, during the Ruthless Aggression era, you was all multiple tag team champions. Not including your own tag teams, who would you say was the Mount Rushmore of Ruthless Aggression tag teams? Man, uh, oh, wow. Uh, man, I mean, Guerrero's, you know, probably. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, let's see. I mean, I thought I liked Edge and uh, Rey Mysterio. I, I, I liked uh, Yeah. I like Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman. We had a hell of a fucking match in the pay per view. Um, I liked working Spanky and Paul. I mean, we just Sheldon and I were able to. We couldn't do the stuff they could do, but we could base for them, and it was fun. So we were able to do a lot of cool spots. A lot of people we couldn't do. Um, it's tough too because you had like actual tag teams that would wear the same gear, but then you also you had a lot of throw together tag teams yeah, too, yeah. which. You know, are we are we counting that? You know, because when I think tag teams, I like to yeah, think of yeah. same gear. So you know. we never yeah. yeah, we never wrestled. Midnight Express, Douglas. Rock and Roll we, Express. No, yeah, Rockers. No, now, if you want to go Rockers. into the, yeah, we can go down to different generations. Like growing up in the seventies, I mean, you had Arn and Tolly, Arn and you know, and uh, yeah. then you had um, man, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. You know, the Fantastics were fucking yeah, badass too. Yeah. yeah, and um, you had so was uh. <laughs> So is um oh uh, Steve Kern and Stan Lane. Man, yeah, right. Really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then if you want to go into ECW, they had some great tag teams. I mean, it was a different style, but you had the Pitbulls, Eliminators, the Dudleys, Eliminators. The Eliminators. One of the baddest finishes I've ever seen. Um, I mean, you had uh, I mean, you had, you had a lot of great tag teams there, and then you go over and you had the then you got the DX era, man. That whole, I mean, the Hardys, Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, uh, Billy, and you know, and um, Road Dog. I mean, and um. Tommy. What? I'm sorry, the screen name Tommy Dreamer Swan Testicle. Oh yeah. I think they debuted last week. Who is like, that's Who one of the screen, screen names. Charlie, his name is Tommy Dreamer Swollen Testicle. <laughs> Are we supposed to speculate why it's swollen? <laughs> Remember he had the thing in ECW with Jerry Lawler invaded with Cornette and 
Jerry Lawler hit him with like a, a hockey stick or something, and he hit him right in the nuts, and his testicles swelled. God. Yeah, I guess he had to go get it drained at the hospital. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. That, that happened to me in Mexico. That sucks. Fuck. Yeah, you know, we, we were wrestling is me, Carlito, and Shelton versus uh, Blue Demon, La Parca, and Halloween. We get th- we're at, we're way up in the mountains. We get thrown. We go outside the ring. They throw me into the chairs. Well, these chairs are the old chairs where it's like this, and it folds up like this. Okay. So I landed, and my nuts got caught right in the end where it goes up like this. No! I get up, and the chair's stuck to my, my tights. I'm like, oh, shit. And, I, and so I pull, I rip it off, and I thought I would pee myself. It was actually blood. Oh, wow. Back, man, it was cut right down, and I was just like, oh, man. I was, I did, it was, it was black and blue. It was swamp blood. Fuck. And, I was like, and I'm like, man, what the fuck am I going to do, man? Jackie's going to think I was out fucking around, and won't believe that this really happened, man. <laughs> you got something in Mexico. Yeah, I know. Right. No, but dude, I've never With been so prostitutas. Never Vincent Man's secret son. <laughs> uh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Hoffman was the atmosphere for No Way Out in 2003 in Montreal. Um, great, really good. Man. I've never Kurt Angle was like you know. Kurt Shelton and I were in there with uh, Brock and, <laughs> and Edge just broke his neck. And uh, so he couldn't participate around with it. But I mean, dude, it was that, 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 that arena, that venue. I mean, they're right on top of each other. It's for hockey. And I mean, it was phenomenal, man. It was crazy. Um, it was a great, it was a great pay because also the rock wrestled on it, you know, and um, Stone Cold. So it was right before they were getting ready to, to, to come, you know, when Stone Cold was going to retire, but I was able to catch the tail end of all that. It was, it was a, it was a really good time. I mean, it was was that the Molson center? Yes. Yes. Where the infamous um, <laughs> screw <laughs> screw job, yeah. dude. I mean, what? I mean, that, those people, man. Okay, here's a question, Renee. We're in yeah. France, Russell, and you and uh, Sly. When you grab the f- microphone, and you start speaking in French, and they're booing you like they fucking hated you guys. And I'm like, well, I thought we were supposed to be the heels, Shelton. <laughs> why, why, why do the French hate the French Canadians? Uh, I mean, well, I never got. I, I didn't best. get booed until Sly joined me. <laughs> I was actually pretty over in France until Sly came along. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I've never heard anything like it. I was like, I thought that was, you know, he started speaking, and they were. I'm like, is he talking shit on him? And they're like, well, no, my my French, my French is is a little different than Sly's. Okay, but um, I actually have better conversations with people in France than Sly does. Okay, okay. I, I mean, yeah, I just, it's weird. Like, it's weird. Yeah, I really have to put forth because the thing about uh, my French is that. We're mixed in with the English, right? So we'll lose like half French, half English ha- where we're at. But if I really okay. think about it and try to think about good French, I, I oh, so you're like, so you speak Creole, right? Basically, yeah, Cajun French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why me and Red Dog get along so well. We're fucking like brothers, man. Red Dog's awesome, man. <laughs> I love Him man. and Jazz are doing great, man. They're doing great. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's what we need to get back on you one of these weeks is Jazz and Ronnie together just to yeah. live chat. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Dude, they got, they got school in, they're living in San Antonio now, Paul. They Are they there. really? Yeah, they got a school down there, and they got their own promotion called uh, the, uh, Dog Pound Wrestling. So. Dog Pound Dojo. Damn. There's a lot of schools in San Antonio. Dude, I, I you know Dustin Rhodes opened up a school in, uh, in Austin. Yeah, in Cedar Park, I think. Yeah. Question from Rumham Paul. What was... Uh, Rumham. Which butch, which butch uh, which hurt where? Davy Richard's dying foot stomp or Huvie's 450 knee drop. Did I even apologize? Um, I 
they both sucked. Um, I don't, I don't remember Hoovy apologizing. I'm not saying he didn't, but I do remember Davey apologizing. And Paul speaks the, Spanish. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I still didn't understand if he. I don't know if he apologized or not. I think the Ho- I don't know. I was, I was knocked loopier from the Davey one. Um, a lot of people think that he intentionally stomped on my face. The spot was, I'm on the apron laying. I'm. Uh, prone on the apron and he's jumping off the top to do a double foot stomp on my chest now it was hot as hell in that building so we were sweating our asses off and he jumped on my chest and slipped right up into my chin and it it didn't knock me unconscious but it definitely rung my bell a few times and i was loopy as fuck um I told so you that one probably yeah, 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 yeah. So that one probably was more dangerous. Well, that was probably more dangerous, even though I ended up getting the CAT scan for the Hoovy one and not for the Davy foot stomp to my face. To Ring of Honor's credit, I was supposed to wrestle the next night and they held me off because. Delirious. Oh, you froze. Yeah. <clears throat> But Delirious probably was booking. He's a good guy, man. He fucking he knows if you're hurt. Oh, so Charlie, yeah. we're waiting until Paul gets back. Delirious, now that Coney Khan has bought the Ring of Honor, is he still as a position or no? No, no, no. They're going to do, I mean, I don't even know what's going on. Um, they got to get TV, I guess, first, or, or straight, get back on internet TV or whatever. Pluto has all the old stuff on. But, um, man, they um, – I don't know. I mean, there's a promotion that they, they want to redo the tag teams, they said, and really build it up again. I'd love to go in there. As, you know, I, we held two world titles with Ring of Honor, so something like, I'd, I'd love to be a coach, producer, whatever there for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't so, see – fuck, man. There should be a spot for you somewhere. Yeah. Is Paul Paul coming back, or is he gone? He'll, he'll come back in a minute if he taps the uh, link. Uh, another question for you is, uh, hey, Charlie, Paul, Renee, I've got a question for all three of you. You guys were included in SmackDown Free Raw 06. Any reason why you wasn't in the following game? Even though you're still active on the roster in 2007, I was fired. I, was, I was fired in 2006. I was fired oh, right. in 2007. Yeah, me and Jackie were fired uh, the, the, on, our, on the day we got back from our honeymoon. So, yeah. Wait, is that before or after you got the royalty check for the video game? Oh no! So they love this. No, they brought me back. They brought me back, and then I got the royalty check. But I wasn't on my downside, so that went all towards the downside. I never got it. <laughs> Wow. Ball. Sorry, guys. Just remembering that sent me back into a fucking coma. Um, <laughs> I'll just say real quick. The funny thing was is that as long as I had known Davey, he had been training or studying to be an EMT. And if you watch that spot back where he stomped uh, on my chest and slides right up into my face and knocks me loop, loopy, his, his first instinct was to drag me back in by my head. And it seems like he, the light bulb goes off. Like, oh wait, this is the part on the test I keep failing. Right. Fuck! Like, it almost like the light bulb goes off, and he's like, oh wait, don't not through the head. Don't drag him through the head. Um, so I always thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, both of those spots sucked. Um, but yeah, Davey was cool about it. Hoovy and I were cool. Like, we always got along. But I just, I don't remember him. Apologizing, he might have, but he'd be like, "I'm so sorry. Please, please excuse me." 
I'm so sorry. Besito, right here. Communicate. Here, 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 all right, here's, uh, here's some trivia for you. Who trained Davey? His dad? His trainer. Davey Richards. His dad? No, 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 no. Davey Richards? Oh, Davey Richards. Oh, oh, trained, oh. You know who you trained him, Paul? He's from Washington. Was it Danielson? No, Tony Kazima. Kazima, that's right. Yeah, Tony Kazina, man. Kazina was awesome. He had this. Um... And we're frozen again. He froze again. That's quite a stare with him frozen. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, spring... so to, answer your to answer your question, no, man, Renee, as soon as they brought me back, they said, oh, your royalty check was like $46,000. It's going towards the downside. <laughs> I was like, man. So I never got it. Were you still in the 75? Me. Were you still in the 75? Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's, when, that's when Johnny Ace came in and he goes, uh, you know, JR brought us in at 75, 100, 125. Johnny Ace okay. came in and said, nope, you guys are 75 three years in a row. And then maybe, maybe you'll make the big bucks. I'm like, oh, fucking. Wow. Thank you, Jonathan. Because no one, everyone doesn't understand. He got bonuses on saving Vince money. So whenever people got, yeah, dude, would be like, hey, Vince, I saved you $3 million. We cut all this out. Oh, that's great. Just had a couple of more zeros to your check. No shit. Yeah, man. It's like, yeah. That's probably not only will I give you a bonus, I'll give you a boner. <laughs> that's probably why he was so gung ho with firing people. And oh what? yeah, damn. What? Well, enough. Um, looking good. Paul just said Trent Seven's just been released. Looking good. Trent Seven's released. Yeah, NXT UK guy. Wow. Yeah, I know Trent. I hung out with yeah. him in Ireland. Good guy. Great guy. Good worker. Good worker. Um, Bunga Bunga, everywhere yes. with Ultimate Dragon. Remember yes. some of you, you know, yeah? The worst match I've ever had, man. Me and Shelton were wrestling Rey Mysterio and <laughs> in Japan. So I'm thinking, man, right. this guy has all the belts. I mean, I thought this was going to be the best matches in our careers. And Ray goes, you guys ready? Yeah, he goes, don't be. I go, why? He goes, this motherfucker's going to deadass you on everything. And I mean, it was oh, the, no. it was the worst match. And I mean, me and Sean were like, God damn. Like, I mean, he wouldn't <laughs> jump for anything. He wouldn't. I mean, you had to really know how to throw to throw. And, and Ray goes, man, when I, we were in WC, WCW, he tried to big league me and tell me what to do. So I'm doing it tonight. <laughs> and because I, the rules are reversed. And so, I mean, their chemistry was off. And then, you know, he it was like, he knows what he's doing. You know, you know he, he speaks very well. His English is very good. But he was like, man, he wasn't bumping for anything, you know. So it was, yeah, I was very disappointed because I thought it was going to be a great match, man. And it was a piece of shits. So I just worked him in Mexico for that his sucks. promotion. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dragon Mania. Like the actual match was one of the biggest matches because it was main event arena Mexico and sold out. And uh, he jump. Uh, he didn't do much. He didn't do much. But just it was a big profile match for me that got me yeah. noticed yeah. by Old Japan. So <laughs> I always liked the guy. And Sonny Ono, I met. He lives in Texas, Dallas. Yeah. Sonny is very, very intelligent man. Business. Yeah, he's like, hey, for ten thousand dollars, they'll get you great Muda. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, really, how much is that going to him? <laughs> no, no, that's that's Muda's uh, fee. Okay, well, ten k. Yeah, yeah. Because now I see Sonny Ono in Dallas at every independent show, and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, this guy. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Uh, Darren Ellis, uh, when are we getting from London to Paris tag team on tour? Promoters oh, get like the book. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. Let's book it. That's great. $10,000. Are, are we taking bookings, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm only taking bookings in that in that in that situation where we're teaming. It's the only yes. way right now. Yeah. We'll cut the bumps fifty percent each. Tommy Dreamer's swollen testicle. Uh co co branded PPV fun backstage. Lots of hands to shake. You're you know getting I mean? an eight by ten, Tommy Dreamer's swollen testicle. Well, I know is just Paul. They're paying in Canadian dollar, man. So what is that to us? It's the U.S. Oh, uh, that's about fifty cents. Uh, the charities are gonna love you guys. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. No problem. Uh, what was the question, by the way? Did you have any fun backstage on the co-branded pay-per-views, like a Rumble or Survivor Series? Yeah, uh, it was just there was more. There was more people in the locker room, less <laughs> places to fucking dress. And there's more politicians and more stress. The Miz actually got the better end of the deal when they put him in his, the broom closet. He had his own room and it was big and all that. So, when that was, <laughs> right. so I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to throw you. Can I come change in here with you? It was like, I mean, yeah, nice. You know, but uh, yeah, you know what? That's one thing. I guess you don't see anymore, like the wrestlers' court or the uh, bullying. I mean, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's you know people picking on you. Um, you know, having to walk on eggshells. You know. You're riding with this person, and he's riding. I'm like, oh my god, man! You know. So. Uh, uh, question for you, Paul, uh, from Miguel, Dolphin Master. Any match you would unretire for? Am I retired? Just because I'm not uh, taking you, bookings doesn't mean retired. I'm retired. You, you got to keep retired. in mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, I was brought in. Like the Funks were a couple of my trainers, and Terry. Terry Terry Funk is the reason I got booked at Ring of Honor uh, early on in my career was because he vouched for me. I was the only name he vouched for. So that's awesome. You know, dude. yeah, Terry's amazing. I hope yeah. he's I hope he's doing well right now. I know. Yeah, um, I know he's got some health issues right now, so I'm really hoping he uh, is living comfortably. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I would. I guess uh, I would get back in the ring to to team with uh, with Renee and uh, do some work with Charlie for sure. I always yeah. love working with both these guys. Hey, it was always a pleasure. There's so a, there's, a, there's a want for tag teams. I know as soon as uh, you know that inevitable door came open, everyone was like, "One shot and get released." I see you and FTR and Bianca and all that. I'm like, "Holy shit, man!" I'm like, "So I know if you guys got back together, you guys would be booked solid, man." Because you know, they want to, there's a lot like Rock and Roll Express wanted, they wanted to work us, but Johnny wouldn't write a show and come, you know, do it. And I was like, man, that'd have been awesome to watch, you know, work your idols, you know. Um, it would be awesome to work with Rock and Roll Express. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be so fun. Um, I mean, there's, there's lots of talent out there. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of talent out there. Um, Sly and Renee. That's, that's it. Shopping, shopping card. <laughs> On a pole match. Shopping. Uh, I want a break after this year. I've been going nonstop. I want a break. Go for wrestling? Yeah, I'm going to take two weeks mm. off and quit the business. Two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. Um, uh, good job by Sean. Uh, no question for you guys. Just good to see all you guys are doing well and having a good laugh. See, I think this Thanks, is Sean. more organic. It's more organic this way, man. Instead of like, I, I love it, man. Yeah. Just having a conversation, you know, telling yeah. stories, you know. Absolutely. This is a good one. Uh, Fadius Harvey, thank you. Memories of Sweet and Sour Larry Sweeney. I'm not aware of him. Oh, that's the guy he had a bipolar, right? Oh. The, the he reminded me so much of Bobby Heenan. Yeah. yeah. He was talented, man. Super talented. Absolutely. Is that the guy from ROH mm-hmm. passed away? Okay. Yeah. He was tight with, Super uh, talented. Hilarious. Could talk, hilarious. generate heat, yeah. could work. Um, definitely... Definitely one gone way, way too soon. Was it? Uh, did he take his own life? Uh, I don't know, man. I can't. I can't say honestly. I, oh, I, would, okay. I didn't know him personally. I might have. Uh, I crossed paths with him a few times, but always a yeah. very cool guy. We just. I, I just. Seen, I just got to ROH and he passed away, and they did a tribute show too. I never got a chance to meet. him. I just seen video, and that guy was that guy had talent, super talent. Right. Yeah. I just said. Uh, Talk about Bobby Heenan. Someone put it on Twitter. I forgot it was. And uh, told the Bobby Heenan story. Fat. Bobby Heenan was managing the Missing Link. I don't know if you remember that guy. And yeah, Dewey, Link Dewey would, Robinson. Is yeah. that who it is? And he would yeah. say to Bobby Heenan, to, you know, you have to carry me bags and do these things for me. And Bobby Heenan was like, why? And the Missing Link was like, well, I'm the Missing Link. I wouldn't know how to do this. So Bobby Heenan said, well, you better fucking learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching the uh, history of uh, AWA, and like they were talking about Bobby Heenan, you know, being trained over there, and you know, but he was a hell of a worker too. And then I mean, yeah. he, manage, yeah. and he would always fill in for um, uh, Bachwinkle when he couldn't make it. You know, he was the champion, and Bachwinkle's like, you know, he could do our job, but I could never do his job. You know, you know, he was good at wow. Things, you know? Yeah, there'll never be another Bobby Heenan. I mean, he was just truly one of a kind. That's true. I, I still mean, so quick witted, man. So quick. Right. Jeez. Even when he I wasn't still, saying anything, just his facial expressions, like when he was doing uh, commentary teams, you know, or doing uh, the original kind of uh, what was it? I guess it was like Monday Night Raw, where they had like the, the in studio, yeah. uh, him and Prime Gorilla, time. and like, Prime Time. Get, That's right. I Prime Time. To get Jim Cornette and Arn Anderson together in a car ride because I mean. I, I would just have to. I would be laughing my ass off. They're so quick witted, come up with shit natural. I'm like, it's amazing. They're just like, sure. Did they, did he really say that? I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, I remember. I remember crime time. Um, you know, God rest his soul. But I will say JTG did it then. Um, so, um, Arn, we're wrestling him. Shelton and I wrestling crime time, and um, and and um, there was a heat spot. And JTG goes, think that's enough heat, Arn? And Arn goes, son, how old are you? And he goes, twenty. He goes. I was you were swimming around your daddy's nut sack when I was breaking in this business. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking like, die, dude. That's not he. <laughs> I, I was like, holy shit, dude. I, 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 told, I had to take a time. I just walked away. I was like, this is going to ask me about heat? Fucking. <laughs> question for you here, Charlie. Uh, Monster Matt, did no, you enjoy your. Freedom. Did, did you enjoy your impersonator gimmick on Raw? No, I fucking hated it. I mean, it's not the way I wanted my career to go. I really did. I fucking, but you know what is? That, that's because I got caught up into, like, I don't have a move set. I can't do the shit these guys are doing coming in. I was always, because before Shelton and I, it was my brother and I tagging. So, I, I mean, I was just a tag wrestler forever. 
And now I'm a singles wrestler. Never brought sent back down to you know to developmental to develop something. I was just like, oh, Johnny Ace goes, I got this character. You're gonna do. You're gonna impersonate everybody. It's gonna be great. You know. I mean, and I mean, I did win a Slammy Award for it for being uh, the the Hassan and the Glamour Hoss. You know, so just nice Phoenix. But um, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, it was like. But the thing is, I did not try to disrespect them. I did to the best I could. Um, and I, I would study them. They tell me who it is. I'd study them, go out and get the stuff. And, uh, and I tried the best I could. I mean, but you know what? I see more people now are coming up to me with these pictures. So I charged them extra to sign it as like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or, uh, <laughs> no, I did because I'm like, well, might as well. So, this uh, one, uh, Doomed Space Marine. Uh, Paul's impression <laughs> last week of Hoovy Tude saying, Kiss me, Randy. It's the funniest thing I've seen all year. Care to elaborate on that story some more? Charlie, I mean, guys will get fucked up after the show and yeah. get into different antics and uh, find out where other guys are staying and whether it was a rib or not. It was. It seemed pretty authentic, but just a little knock at the door. What are you guys doing? Kiss me, Randy. Kiss me. Come on, Randy. Pasito. Just give me a little kiss. Kiss me. Get the fuck out of here, Hoovy, now. Get the fuck out now. Kiss me, Randy. Please. Kiss me. <laughs> Bless his heart. Just wants to be just wants to be loved. Don't we all? Yes, we all. We all do. Oh. <laughs> um. Swaggy oh, B, any chance of having Cornette on the show? I would love to have Cornette on the show. That's a James oh, question. That's a James question. I'll give you. I'll give you his number, man. You can listen to his voicemail. It's fucking great. It is fucking. Is great. it really? Yeah. You want me to play it? Play. I'll call him. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's funny. Him. We call him right now. Hold on. I'll call him right now. Watch him pick up. Exclusively, ladies and gentlemen. Goddamn, Charlie. Oh, all right. All right, James. <laughs> man, you goddamn asshole, put my number out there. Get rid of me. <laughs> Don't show the number. Don't show the number. Okay. It's not on there. <laughs> We're all just waiting. Hey, Jim, Charlie Haas, man. I just want to say hi, man, and uh, thanks for everything and uh, being instrumental in my career. Um, and uh, oh, give me a call, man. Hope to talk to you soon. <laughs> there we go. Sweet. Love it. Uh, I'll tell you what, he was great, man. He was fucking great. Fadius uh, Harvey, thank you. Uh, what do you guys think of progressive training systems like functional patterns and Rec method. Uh, do you just train for function slash agility in the gym? I mean, whatever keeps you mobile. Whatever you can lift when you're not injured. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Care to elaborate on the WEC method? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck well, that is. The oh. WEC method. W-E-C-K. WEC method. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, I don't know. I know what hit is. The high intensity 
Now that I'm older, right. I'm, I'm noticing that I need to do a lot more stretching. Yeah, I, mean, I think yes. is the way to go, man. But I, yeah. I, I hate stretching. I, I really do. I mean, I used to stretch all the time in college, and when I first started, with the, I don't fucking dude. It's, it hurts worse than wrestling. Fucking stretching hurts. Yeah, definitely stretching, uh, warming up, and stretching. I don't. I, I still to this day don't know how guys just go to the gym and just start lifting because I feel like that's a recipe for for injuries. Everyone's bodies are different, though, you know. So a lot of guys can do that, but you know, I was. I always use Van Dam as um, the epitome in terms of like the master of stretching. Well, definitely Jean Claude, but Rob. I mean, Rob would take like up to an hour to stretch uh, before his matches, and he was really, I mean, rarely ever injured. You know, never injured unless it was like a freak accident. So, um, yeah, I think it's to each their own. You know, like some workout programs work for some people that don't work for others and and you know you just you keep trying things until you see what what's giving you the results that you're looking for yeah lance storm had um, good, i mean he, he never got injured either he said he never had a right. surgery you know he he, he a lot of eating I mean, you know and people are not changing their diets they're saying that's helping a lot i mean i, I don't know i have no idea i, I eat what i want twinkies <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I want they're making me hungry. No, because they didn't sweets. Dancing go keto or something like that because, because uh, uh, I think he's a vegan. a vegan. I think he's a vegan, like right? Yeah, a lot of guys are vegan now. Yeah, a lot of guys are like, oh, did he wait? Oh, because of staff, he yeah, went vegan or staff or something like that. So it would clear up. So yeah, I don't know. That I haven't. That's that. That could be a solution for all you guys and girls out there stuff suffering from staff. Which eat plants. Yeah. I'm a carnivore through and through, so I'll never okay. not you, eat man? meat. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, so Renee's personal joint roller. I want one. Oh, so let's be up Bob Holly together. Let's do it. Let's go. They can Is start. Is there ever, uh, yeah, just send all your information to James and I'll get that out to you. See, I I get along with Bob. I I like Bob, so you get, and like so you last get the visa paid for it too before you come. Yeah, I mean the last few times I've seen him, we've always been cool, and he I mean he put me over and he put Brian and I over in his book. Um, I'm not saying he's a sweetheart by any means because I, I early on I definitely had my my friction uh, with him, but um, he's not stopping to help you change a tire. Probably not. <laughs> you know. And don't get into the gym before I'm. Oh no! I rip your goddamn throat out. Go to another gym, (laughs) dude. Edge had the best man. Edge would be like, man, someone just broke into my car and stole my bag, the title, everything, man, everything. I'm like, okay. So then, then I see his podcast or something like. 15 years later and all those titles are in that trophy case. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you said they, those all got God. They did somehow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, man, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Renee equals cafe namesake. Paul, late table service. James equals head chef. Cornet, sous chef. No soup for you. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. HBK's lazy eye. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you know what? When I met the Rock and Roll Express, they both had lazy eyes. I've never noticed that before in their promos. Oh, right. I know. I know. Robert like Gibson both has of their eyes. Yeah, both. Yeah, no, 
one, one on Rocky, Rocky, uh, Ricky and Robert both have them. They do? Yeah. Like they oh. each have a lazy eye or both yeah. of their eyes are you lazy? Know, if you put them together, they'd have a pair of lazy eyes. <laughs> That's cool. And a, and a pair of good eyes, which is yeah. probably why they're such a great tag team. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But I never knew, the first time I met him, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Who are you looking you at? You don't see that on TV. Now, I never noticed. I never knew Sean had one on TV. I never saw it. Right. I yeah, he does have a lazy. Van Dam does a, a good Sean impression. Even though you can say what you want, would you say he's one of the best workers ever? Uh, top. Top. Yes. Five? Yeah, Sean. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the one that could read Absolutely. the crowd and fill it and just go out there and just, I mean, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What do you think? And came up, came up through the territories, like, yeah. you know, and just, I mean, has uh, done it all. I remember watching him <laughs> on Smoky Mountain. Michael Higginbottom. I, I, yeah. I, post, I posted a clip on my Facebook. It was uh, Mid-South. Sean was just starting and he's working with Jake Roberts and Jake Roberts leading him. But just to fucking, you could tell he was trained by the best because Jake was such a fucking good worker, man. Yeah. Fucking yeah. great. And like, they're just doing chain wrestling and then the story that Jake tells, right? Sean's out, out wrestling him, out wrestling him, then fucking boom. Boom. One punch. One punch to start the heat. And then he's grabbing holes but being vicious with it and just like being an ass. Oh, fuck, it's good. Dude, that territory was so good when I remember he, oh. he DDT'd uh, Dark Journey. And I mean, and, and, and like they blinded him, and he's like trying to find humongous, which is so vicious. And he, gra and he grabbed the person, boom, and DDT her, and then it was her. And the, the crowd went, "It's the first time you ever saw, besides Kevin Sullivan doing it, like someone putting their hands on a woman and just fucking." It was like they everyone rushed the ring. They were trying to get her out of there. Right. I mean, it was fucking intense, man. Really intense. That's the, that to me is the good stuff. But anyway, yeah. that's me. Yeah. Sean's probably the best too at selling. I mean, he was just he could make anything look devastating you know and um i actually just loved his matches no matter who he was working with he could yeah. have a great he could pull a great match out of anybody you know i really wanted to see ray, ray stevens i heard he was phenomenal i never got my i saw him towards the end but i never saw him like in the cow palace like I, they, say, right. the thing, they don't have footage of that stuff anymore i think uh, they got all rid of it right or it doesn't exist anymore I mean, Pat Patterson would always say that ray stevens was the uh was the best was, was the best and Rashawn was right there next to him Wow. Um, in terms of like, I don't know. I remember one time in Europe, uh, Brian and I, we were hopping on, like we left the tour early and we were getting on a morning like shuttle to the airport because we were supposed to go do some PR in another city in Europe away from the group. And we got on the, like we stayed, stayed up all night. And uh, I remember we got on in the shuttle van and Sean was in there because he was, I think, taking a, a different flight to do a separate PR thing. And we, right as we get in the van, it's just Brian, myself, and Sean. And it's so early, it's still dark outside. And Sean looks at us and he's like, man, you guys smell like bong water. And, uh, and it was, it was just such a compliment, I think, at the time. Because it was like, you've done everything, you know? And so for you to point that out, like... Like it hits you. Um, yeah. We're flattered. Uh, but yeah, I remember towards the end of my time there, uh, I was working with Lance a lot. And 
uh, rest in peace because Lance yeah. was one of my favorite guys to work with, Lance Cade. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there was hope that I would get pulled into the storyline with Sean and Jericho and but either which way. So I was working Lance at house shows all the time. And I remember um, at one of the last house shows, Arn Anderson and Sean pulled everybody aside before the show and just, it was so bizarre, but just put me over. They were like, you guys should watch his matches. This kid, no matter always, you know, win or lose doesn't matter. He's always busting his ass and he's always getting a reaction and everything. I just like, it was so surreal. I just thought, like, what the hell is going on here? This is so crazy. Like Sean's putting week. me over in front. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, soon after, but you know, nothing would come of it, yeah. but even just for that moment, I was just, it was, you know, when you would get the respect from guys that you looked up to and respected really i mean that ultimately meant more than like titles or any of that kind of you know, superficial stuff if, you know that if they wanted to keep working you because i mean there was a fine line and this is where you really had to be good at your craft like you could wrestle against benoit and be snug or like bob holly but when you wrestle like you know sean and rick man it better look good but they did not want you to touch them man because i mean it they wanted the longevity, you know, their bodies. They've been through it all, and they were towards the end of their career. Right. But I remember, I mean, it had to be, I mean, because I've seen guys, like, I was in that, that uh, with Viscera, and we were tagging, and we were going against, uh, you know, either DX or they'd substitute Flair and uh, and Hunter. Or Flair and uh, Sean, they'd substitute him and put him in. And, I mean, it was like you, you just, you had to be a great warrior, but you could not fucking connect, you know. And if you did, Wow, like, man, you, you'd be gone like a Ken Kennedy, you know, like gone, you know. It's like, wow, I had no idea. Yeah, so I mean, I remember Sean's. I, I mean, he good job, kid, good job. You know, he can't, every weekend we do the same thing over and over for like six months and all that. And I was like, man, I, that was my highlight. I was like, man, to be able to work him, but for him to, to get, still wanted to work me, so you know, to where I wouldn't. Uh, Didn't you also get? Wouldn't wasn't your elimination in the Rumble from Sean also? Yeah, him and uh, two of them, him and uh, Goldberg. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I think that's cool company. Yeah, that is cool. Sean. Yeah. yeah. And then because cool. he kicked me up and then super kicked me over the top rope. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I remember. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's the way to go. Now that's yeah. a cool ass elimination. Yeah. Like, cool, man. You know, instead of like, you ready, kid? Just yeah. throw over the top. No. So, guys, we had a consistency awesome. of over 400 people watching the live stream at one time. Yeah. So that's pretty good yeah. for us. Thanks, everyone. And hey. if you can hit the uh, like button, that helps us as well. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe and uh, help us out. We passed 10,000. Next target, 11,000. Next target is uh, 25, so I can get fucking hammered on here. Thanks, with Dupree. <laughs> uh, Charlie, Charlie, I know you're busy. I know you got kids, so anytime you, you need to bail, man, just... Oh, just... I'm divorced, man. I only get them on the weekend, so I'm free. I'll let you get another... <laughs> 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 so I, mean, I don't know what you guys have planned tonight, but I mean, I don't know how to do that stuff. I'm good for another hour. I'm good for another hour if everybody else does. Sure. Uh, okay. This is a funny question. Uh, Tommy Dream swollen testicle once again. Which city had the best catering and the crappiest? Oh, Pittsburgh. Well, best. Best or crappiest? The best was Pittsburgh. Remember the catering best. in Pittsburgh? They had like yeah. some deal with like a cheesecake factory or something, and they brought in these cakes that were not supposed to eat because if you did, then JR would put you on a special list. Yeah. Did you guys ever notice that? It wasn't JR, it was actually Johnny. They would sit in catering and see who would be eating the junk food. 
Yeah. Mark your name. I never noticed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, now I remember the worst though was like over in Europe, like um, and I mean Arn and oh. tried to get it better, man, and they would do everything they could. But like, I don't was it Japan in the morning? I don't know, but it was just terrible. Like, you know, it was at night the dinner, so we were fucking terrible. Some of them, I can't remember what Italy was great. It was great. Um, England was good. Yeah, but some of the countries are like fucking shits. The thing I always liked about going to England was you'd have beans for breakfast. I know that's like a real popular thing over there. What's it called? Black yeah. Pudding or blood pudding? Black pudding. It's got pig's blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, thanks. Oh, I, love, I no. love the traditional English breakfast with the sausage and beans and uh, black pudding. and The sausage and the beans, you can keep the black pudding. That's fucking gnarly, man. <laughs> But you know what? No offense, no offense, James. I'm not eating that. Fish and chips, though. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of it, man. I had some good fish up there in uh, Canada when it's up there in uh, over where you're living. Um, Oh, we're known for seafood. Yeah, we're known for seafood. Oh my god, it was fried. I mean, I thought it was gonna be like like the chicken fried steaks here in Texas, where they give you this big old dill fried chicken. (laughs) You know, but I mean, this was this was good, man. It was a big fish. It was awesome. But fish and chips are great up in Canada. So. I remember Denver was actually good too. I don't remember what was specifically was good about it, but I just remember Denver had good catering. I do vaguely remember the Pittsburgh thing. Cincinnati sucked. It always put barbecue and they put coleslaw on top of it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Ah. I do remember there was a time when Brian and I were sneaking into catering after like towards the end of the shows and um, we were doing whippets with the with the whipped cream out of the refrigerator and they ended up putting a lock <laughs> on the fridge because apparently undertaker was like coming in there after his match and you'd be it's like, like i want i want some whipped cream on my sunday or something and like it would just like drip out and he's like Aah! and like so and then like word got around it we were taking the whip the whipped cream cans and I mean, doing whippets I mean, on, and they put a lock on it are they gonna get mad at us? I, mean, come I know. I, like we're just we're just going on your foot, following your footsteps, sir. I just, remember, you know, we, no, Undertaker <laughs> would only go out like you know just before he got married. Michelle would only go out during the European tours, you know, and that's the only time, you know. And uh, so he's like, it's like me and Umaga and uh, maybe Shelton and Ray, like downstairs. Everybody we're starting at the bar and we're going out. Like, okay, and then he always recovered, man. He paid, you know, and so. We're walking down the hall, and he stops. And there's Cody Rhodes, and there's um, Beth, and there's uh, whoever else, Cody's hand, and they're playing Guitar Hero. And he stops, looks back, goes, what the fuck is this business come to? He goes, usually, <laughs> he said, usually you'd have you'd be double-fisted beers, man. That's where he, he oversees. And now they're playing Guitar Hero. He's like cold. I mean, he was a shock, dude. God. But, yeah. You know, that was a transition, though. Man. We went from, you know, we caught that, like you said, that that uh, ruthless aggression era where it was go, 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 party, party, party. And then all of a sudden, boom, it stopped. Test, 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 test. You know, you got to be tested. Right. And, and I mean, that, dude, that was, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, it just did it. It fucked us up, man. I mean, you know, or, you know working out, you couldn't. I mean, it, was, it did a lot. So. Yeah, the testing thing sucks because they brought in a few groups at first. And then I remember there was like a Russian testing company or something where some, one of the, yeah, yeah, the, that was down in what FCW or something. He had like the, he had a a fake penis, but it was the wrong color. (laughs) 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 
Anybody is still trying to get away with it. The guy goes, what? wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. They fucking... <laughs> okay, Charlie, tell that story, man. Everybody's got to know. Oh, oh, yeah, so they would. They had a guy sitting there and watch you, man. And I, know yeah. I, wrestled, with, I wrestled with Appa like two weeks ago. And, uh, two and um, man, I swear to God, he, he, he had, you know, I think we get popped. Because you couldn't even smoke weed back then now. I mean, you couldn't do anything, anything, man. It, you know, script. And I was part of that. When they, they called 30 of us in to, the one day to we're flying into Stanford. I'm thinking, man, I'm going to get a push, maybe a world title run. Yeah, man. Flying <laughs> in, they put you in a hotel next to it. You're by yourself. You have no idea. You go in the room. You're like, okay, we're right here. Vince will see you. I had no idea. And I walk in. There's Vince, and Jerry McDevitt, and there's Johnny A. Something. And yeah, we're in Vince's office, man. Yeah, this is going to be good. This is going to be We're up to spend 30 days, kid. I'm like, what the fuck? And I even had Wow. They, they wouldn't fucking, they wouldn't. No, man, they would not let you. So, and then I go, they put us in the boardroom. There's everybody, thirty of us. Oh, and Jesus! And released it, and uh, I remember Nova coming in there, putting his fist down. Like, I don't know what you guys did to the old man, but he's pissed. I'm just. <laughs> as soon as we got on the plane, it came over the text: Mike Bucci released. From- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because he was working in the office at the time under Johnny. I was like, no. Oh, Oh, that's but, right. No, but so people were trying to find ways around the, uh, you know, it, it was hard to wean off. So people were trying to find ways around the, uh, the, the piss contest or whatever, the pissing test. And um, right. So Alpha man, man, he got like a, a big penis, a little button on the push on the bottom, and it would. The Wizenator. Yeah, Wizenator. Yeah. Exactly. And they sent him a African American one, and he went ahead with it and used it. He said, uh, the guys looked at it, looked at him, looked at it, looked at him, and goes, whoa! He's trying to... Yeah, so... It was that, then, they, then they got done to where you walk in, you have to pull your pants down your ankles, and you have your shirt up to your chest. Yeah. It was like, it didn't count unless they were staring at your dick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. comfortable have some Russian was, have was, Vladimir staring at your dick. It's like, old guy, come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the gym teacher from Porky's. I know that penis. I know that. Let me do a lineup. I know that penis. <laughs> uh, I, I have to ask, you mentioned Taker earlier. Is it true if I scare the cucumbers? Um, we don't know what you're talking about. The cucumber? Taker. Taker's apparently got a fear of cucumbers. I think that's a bunch of bullshit, James. I don't know. Man, I always see me solid. I don't think no. Yeah. Now I know Big Show has a had a fear of uh, small people, like of um, like you know, little people. Like he, he gets scared, man. Like, he, he just has a fear. I know it's a, it's a kind of phobia. <laughs> no, he does. He does because they would always bring him in. Like and he's like he get freaked. Hurricane out. also. Yeah. Really huge really? fear of yeah. of little people. Small, yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't know what the right term is. Yeah. Well. Um, I've buff toys. I've never had this guy. Would you ever have Martin Cassius on the show? Oh, Mar- Marty. Yeah, Marty the Moth. Who's that? He was our. He was our last. He was originally. He was on one of the Tough Enoughs. Um, one of the last Tough Enoughs. He's an independent guy. He's a great guy. Uh, we had him at Lucha Underground. Um, he was actually our last world champion. Uh, he he took the belt off a of Pentagon. So, um, yeah, I mean, we could definitely get him on, you know what I mean? I know I'd, I'd love to have him on there. He's one of my favorite people. You'd probably have a laugh with him if we wanted to, uh, do a 
a Lucha Underground version of this show, then he would be the guy to have on there. But uh, yeah, I'll reach I, out I to him. You guys should reach out to Jason Sensation. I, I, I put him on. Like, oh, I just. Oh my God, he left uh, me a voicemail dude, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The best impressionist on the planet. I don't give a flying fuck who you put up against him. No way. This he left me a voicemail. I wish I could play it, where he he was like Flair, Booker, uh, Taker. I think Steve Austin. He was all these guys in the span of like a minute and a half voicemail. I saved it, but it's. I'll see if I can forward it to you, Jane. I mean, this shit was hilarious, and he was referencing what we were talking about on this show. So I know he's listening. I mean, Jason's awesome. He just recently had. heart surgery and i'm so glad it was successful i love that guy he's he's doing i had him on a podcast about two months ago and i was going to do the impressions and we just didn't do them because we we were in the developmental system together like they sit him down right after dx and they put him with spanky and we all me and russ got real tight with him and man we just had a conversation like we're doing now and any and then how the impressions came along and all that but uh dude he's great like i want i said can you do can you learn how to do um, Johnny Ace and I go. I got <laughs> numbers. We can call people and fire them. And then, and then, and then, like, the, the, or I go, or can you do Tony Khan and pick, do him, and we'll call people and hire them. You know, and then it'd be a fake one. Like, you know, and just put it on there. Um, he could. Like, he uh, could do anybody. I'm not. I would not be. He's awesome. We've got to awesome. get him on. We got to get him on. Man. But that's someone people miss. Like he, you know, he was. A, he was. A, man, he had a lot. He was influ- influential in that DX era. Like you know, they didn't realize it. Man. He. he yeah, the whole thing. Well, he was there him. during that. I mean, he yeah. he did the he first came on doing the the Owen Hart impression. Yeah, Owen you Hart. know, I am not a nugget. Like, yeah, he was. I love the smell of coffee in the morning, all the way from Brazil. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> He's like great, dude. He is. Uh... Oh, you ever hear when him and Brett go at it? Hey, Brett, knock knock. Who's there, Sean? I mean, it's fucking great, man. It's like, it's, it is hilarious, man. Oh, He's great. Absolutely mega talented. Yeah. Uh, Paul, you answered this last week, but we'll ask Charlie. Uh, Charlie, did you like your entrance music and did you ever have to change it? No, I mean, the, 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 what the, let's see. Um, I don't know, man. I, I didn't like it. I mean, when they gave Shelton and I after we became the world's greatest tag team, they, they tried to, you know, they gave us their own music or whatever. Um, I like, I don't know, coming out to Kurt Angle stuff was good. Yeah, you know, I thought it was Kurt. They got us, you know, so we got them up on their feet and they dropped. But, um, but the, uh, I don't know, the world, I don't know. It's like they really didn't put much time or effort into it. And then when I went on my singles run, I'm like, anything like Black Label Society or Five Finger Death Punch, and they, that was not it, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kevin Dunn didn't really, you're going to be out of here in six months, kid. So we're just going to mm-hmm. come up. We're just going to go to, you no, know, I mean, but look at the Hardys. They got music that was non-registered. You know, they, someone found it in the library. You know, so that's why um, the mass uh, the mass singer just used the Hardy's music and all that stuff. Like, um, so and, and that's why they're using it over there at AEW. So, you know, you have to sit and go through an unregistered catalog and pick out whatever song you like, and that way you can take it with you wherever you go. Right. Uh, another question for you, Charlie uh, Ben Hinbash. Um, how did you find working with Josh Alexander? And was there any talent that caught your eye? Yeah, you personally liked in Impact. Yeah, dude, Josh is great. Yeah, he's uh, they're trying to build him like Kurt Angle is. Um, and uh, dude, he's he's good. He's good. He's um, from Canada, and uh, man, I got concussed in that match. So man, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I remember getting no. I got I got I got I I hit the the turnbuckle, man. Like I fell, and like I hit like man right the second turnbuckle, but I got whiplash on it. Ah, fuck. I fell, 
and so I was like, holy shit, man. And then he let me through the rest of the match. We did. It was fine. So, um, but no, he's great, man. He called me the next day, man. Collect because he's from Canada. No, I'm joking. No, he called me. <laughs> and, uh, no, he called me and he just wanted to see how I was doing, man. You know, that's why he's another guy, class act, man. Like someone that went out of his way to get my number to find out how I was doing, you know, and then paid long distance. But I mean, no, he's a good guy, man. Um, Impact is doing a good job. You know, they're, uh, they're still around and uh, they're on TV. And, uh, you know, they got money, I guess, because, you, know, you know, the company that owns them owns Access TV. So, yeah, um, yeah so I know uh, Demore, you know, Demore likes you to bring in. If he doesn't, you know, there's always MLW and Ring of Honor and whatever. Um, Vince McMahon's NDA. Will Vince ever get that NDA money back for your lawyers? They never released the girl's name, so I don't even know what he's talking I mean, I, you know. Right. But they did say she was released in the firing in 2005, which I was released in. There's only five girls in there, and I know one of them was my wife, and we didn't get 7.5 million. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that eliminates one of them. So there's four girls. You can take your pick. That narrows it down. Dun, dun, dun. I've got an idea who it is, but I don't want to name names. Um, Rick Flair's helicopter pilot. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Hardest move to take on the body, frog splash or an elbow? When Van Damme on certain nights, the flag splash, yeah. That's pretty tough on the body. I, some nights. Some nights you don't feel them. Depends. Uh, I, I think, I, yeah, it depends on who's giving it to you. Yeah. You know? Here's a question. How did Ray Stevens and Mike and Patterson do the, fl- the flying knee off the top rope? When they, had, they didn't wear knee pads, and, I mean, they they would – Build it up, and then and the, 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 the top pillar of the babyface that was leaving the territory, they would drop it on him, and then he would cough up with the blood, with the blood and it, right across the throat, and they'd stretch him out. But I would go back and watch it, and you can never – I mean, he would land on one foot, and the other knee would come right across the throat. It looked like he was killing him, but he never did. Like, I mean, how does it not blow your knees out? Like, he, he gets right. high. I've never seen one else do it. I've never seen one do it. Yeah, thing about yeah, I thought, yeah Bobby and- Eaton had a great knee, knee drop, too. Bobby yeah. Eaton's was yeah. awesome. And I don't think – like Pat, Pat never had any problem with the knees. Never had no. uh, operations. I don't think Bobby either, right? I don't think he had any, no. had knee operations either, right? You worked without knee pads for a while, Renee. Remember, yeah. like I didn't understand how you did that. I just thought, God, like if I don't have something, around, even if it's just a knee sleeve, I don't feel comfortable with just a knee pad. Yeah. Like I need to have like knee braces or like yeah. something that I can velcro tight, like around my knees, or I just feel totally right. vulnerable. Right. Like something's gonna break my knees are perfectly fine it's my neck that's giving me problems yeah. all the germans uh, in the back of my fucking head you know you, you watch that slaughter brought uh slaughter uh, pat patterson match with the no referee the fight yes in, uh, the New York, uh, madison square Holy garden shit man i mean people don't realize how good slaughter was how he could sell as a heel and all that shit uh, man, yeah but but he but uh no pat patterson tried to hit the knee off that in, in that match yeah that's how I knocked out my front teeth, Charlie, in HWA. I tried doing a slaughter bump, you know, in the corner. Yeah. And I hit the, the post, and that's how I knocked out my oh, front teeth. shit. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. Wasn't that yeah, against Brian? Yes. I look like The Rock. No, 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 because me, me and Dr. Tom had us do a practice match in HWA, right? And then he shot, I shot him in the corner. I went. I told him to move. I went for the big dive, but I over overlapped, and I hit my teeth against the steel post. Uh, Cling. I'm so yeah. glad I left right when I happened because you guys had to do that report. We had to do a page report on 50 wrestlers, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, going back like, to Slaughter, yeah. remember that bump he would take? Sorry to cut you off, but like where he would take the chest bump but still fly over the top? Yeah. Like yes. He got eliminated in the Rumble once doing that, like where he would literally take the hard chest bump in the corner like a and the impact. And it, yeah, yeah but the impact would send him over to the floor. Yeah. It was insane. And Slaughter's a big man, too, right? Yeah. 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 How, how, that's crazy because I could never do the one where I've seen Triple H do it sometimes. That really hard turnbuckle to the back and they would, they would handspring. The Harley the race. Floor. Yeah. The Harley yeah. Race. Harley yeah. race. I was like, fuck that, man. But, um, and that's never... why I think the Sarge one's crazy because you're hitting the chest, which would project you backwards, yet he would still fly forward over the top. Like it, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it, it looked amazing. He, that, that's what I like sad. about see like all these uh these high flyers right they do all the flips and stuff if they're a heel they still want to do all those flips if they can it use their cool, criticism yeah. to take cool bumps to make your baby face look better that would help right you know what I mean just be a fucking absolutely heel, man. just be a heel I mean and don't give the fans what they want and don't yeah. be scared to right. do that everyone wants to be a cool heel they want to be like like I don't know just cool Work for the likes, man. Work for the likes on social media. Up That's your TikTok it. numbers. PW Insider Ranking. When Omega made his return last night, they was introducing him. Uh, PW 500, number one, two years in a row. The Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. All these was getting mentioned in his return as he's walking oh, down really? the range. Oh, I missed that. Shucks. Um, no, I, I, know, I know that. Uh, I know that uh, AEW is really big on trying to bring PWI back in. Like they're trying to make it, you know, um, relevant again. Um, kind of like how the Florida Championship did. Like Kevin Sullivan would always use, like, "Hey, this is the Wrestler of the Month." You know, Sam Houston. They would use a storyline when they were presenting him with the the award. But I know they're trying to. Bring some kind of nostalgia back in, Bill Apter and all that stuff. So, yeah, um, I you know I, the only thing I don't like is just the uh, wins loss records because I mean, dude, I'm I'm Shakespeare. I'm just trying to tell a story. I just want you to finish the book. I don't want you to. Yeah, Rick, uh, Ricky Steamboat was there last night. Uh-huh. Was he? he? Was the, yeah, he Great was the bell ringer for a couple of matches. How do you oh. look? Look, there's a picture. Um, he looked good, man. He looked good. He looked good. Ricky's I awesome. Would, He's always one of my like favorite Ricky. people. I, I like Ricky. Ricky. Ricky, Rick Steamboat, and Macho Man. They're they're the reason, and, and he says it too. They're the reason why you memorize the match from A to Z now because of them. And it was you watch the watch the uh, the Macho Man, watch the Macho Man um, CD, the DVD record or the collection, and they talk about it. And they said you and Steamboat WrestleMania three, 20 minutes, uh, and uh, six months out. He fucking Macho Man had it. They, they show the papers. Uh, he, uh, Steamboat Savior. Uh, the, every move. Move, counter, move, counter, written out. One through like 200. That's wow. I want you to memorize these, Rick. I'm going to call you and I'm going to test you. And I mean, that's what it is. And he'd be like, yeah, that's the worst. Thing. I know it's the worst Macho Man impersonation. But he goes, and then he's like, are you kidding me? Because I called out in the ring. He goes, come on, man. And he would call him. And he'd be like, 89, 90, 91. What is it? Wow. Like, and you tell me what 99, 98, 100, 102 is. And Macho Man would tell him. <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, I had to memorize that whole fucking thing. And then that week before, four hours a night, they didn't have another, like, uh, they didn't have access to him. Four hours a night in his room on the king size bed doing the match. 
<laughs> wow. Dude, but he, he goes on that DVD and talks about it. He goes, and that's why people call it, you know, have everything. He goes, we're, we're the start of that. We, it's because of that. But, wow. like, I remember asking Ricky, because he's known for two of the greatest matches ever, the yeah. him and Flair and him and Savage. And if you ask Ricky which one you liked more, he says, which one do you think? He says, yeah. you love the one with Flair more. Because like, it was I, I, at the same DVD the collection, I saw Macho Man wrestle, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Bruno San Martino. And then yeah. It was right after WrestleMania 3. And let me tell you something, that was a different match. Because, you know, Bruno calls it all out there. And it was like punching and kicking and fighting, you know. And it was not. And you can just, and then Macho Man just sold for him. And that was it. It, it was good, but, yeah, it was a totally two different styles. And that was the start of it all. Uh, Jeez. See, I'm a I student, didn't know that. not just a professor. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's crazy now. Every day. Uh, Pat Tanaka's uh, mullet aspirations. <laughs> 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 Fucking great, man. Oh. Renee, favorite Slayer album, Paul Project A1 or 2? Favorite Slayer album, either Show No Mercy or Seasons in the Abyss. Toss up nice. between those two. Um, probably project, probably one. They're awesome. No matter what album. Uh, question for all three of you: Don't do cushy punch. Uh, British rush can't talk. British wrestlers, you say that three times. British wrestlers, you've worked or we should look out for. British wrestlers uh, I've worked. Oh, Doug Williams is a class act. Uh, Dino, yeah. Dean Allmark. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best. Is Nick Aldis one of them? He's British. <laughs> I'll be right back. show. What about um, Will Ospreay? Is he British? Yeah. Okay. English, um, yeah. What about uh, Prince Devitt? Or... Uh, Irish, but... Okay. What's wrong with that? He's Republic of no, nothing wrong with Ireland. He's Republic of Ireland, so it's not British. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, Prince Devitt's a hell of a fucking you know, worker. He's, he's from the British Isles. Who's that? Prince Devitt. Yes. Yes. Uh, Will Osprey. <laughs> Will Osprey. Will Osprey. Yes. Where's Paul? Paul, are you there? Yeah, I'm just uh, hanging I'd like out. To see, I'd like to see Tom Latimer get another opportunity at a big show. Yeah. I like Tom. Nathan, oh, Nathan, no, he's Nathan married. Jones. Nathan Jones, British, British, right? Australian. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> what was he? Was he? There's something from Bugger Road. The Colossus, was it? Yeah. I know, I like, you know, I like Nathan. And let me tell you something. Anybody that chooses to spend nine years in solitary... You know, because I mean, when that first year in prison, he said that they tried to kill him and rape him, and he he injured it like five of them. And then he's like, they said, "How do you want him to finish out the rest? Because it's going to be like this. Because I'll do it so, nine years in solitary." Wow. So man, yeah. He uh, dude, he was a very friendly man, fucking very good guy. I mean, I I was on that I plane like too. That I was on that plane that was fucking. I think you. I mean, I think you and I worked that match where he just walked out. I remember that show. Remember when right when we got on the plane, he quit. Right I don't remember. Went over in Australia. It was like it was, it was that plane that the one that we had stopped in Russia to get gas, and they thought we were gonna. And it, and it, it was such a bad snowstorm, blizzard. Every time we'd land, it would they'd have to take off again. 
like and it, 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 it got to like the fifth time and I'm like we're gonna run out of gas and people were like we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna crash man it was, it was that's it, that was the plane from hell it was like scary it was so bad that Nathan he quit right when we landed in Australia and they had everything planned it was his big homecoming he's gonna be Brock everything and as soon as we landed he got in another car and left quit so wow and Vince offered him everything and he wouldn't do it wow. He's doing movies now. He's been doing okay. He was in like Mad Max, and I think he was in the latest uh, Mortal Kombat movie. But um, I should try and find his details and invite him on the show. It'd be a great interview. Yeah, man. He's uh, he's big uh, in Thai. I think Thailand or whatever. Like that's where he, he does all his movies. But yeah, he's doing great. He got hit by a. Ca- I know a couple of years ago he got hit by a car. He, he was like in intensive care. Like it was a, you know. But back over in that, over in Thailand, they don't they don't have stop signs or anything. They just they, they just run you over. <laughs> so, well, he probably he probably the, the the car probably had more damage than him. He's so fucking yeah. big. Yeah. Paul, uh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I I just lost connection or something. Why are you supposed hey. to do? We can't see you. You're like sideways. Oh, I'm frozen. <laughs> Sometimes you just get frozen. Sometimes you just Sometimes get frozen, just man. Freeze, just Sometimes I can still hear you. I'll have uh, to see what yeah. happens. Pencil neck geeks. Any Freddie Blassie stories? Blessy stories? I just met him. I just like, met him. Like when he was in a wheelchair, like went right towards the end of his life. I mean, that's it. That's it. I never met. Um, I never met um, Arnold Scullin either. Arnold Scullin either. Is that you, Paul? I can hear an echo. Uh, I don't know. I can't. My I lost my camera for some reason. I'm trying to. Right. I don't know what's going on. I think it's okay now. <laughs> what are you really doing, Paul? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Shopping what's broccoli. going on. Chopping broccoli. There I am. Chopping broccoli. Uh, I'll never retire yet. Uh, the great Charlie Hass in the building. Uh, loved your work with Shelton and Kurt on SmackDown. Any thoughts or stories about those guys? Yeah, we had to teach Kurt how to work. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was great, man. We, we did, it was fun. Um, it, uh, yeah, what do you call it? I mean, Kurt's doing good. He had, man, that's a tough son of a bitch. He just had double knee replacements. Yeah, we just had him on here, man. He just had double knee replacements. I mean, what a tough. I go, God. why would you do that? He goes, because I'm tired of walking like a Z. Because I've been walking like a Z for the last four years. So I was like, a Z. Yeah. And that, let me tell you something. I bet you money he'll end up doing a match before it's all over. I guarantee it. I so, asked him. I asked yeah. him about that. <laughs> well, one of the, uh, uh, what do you call the the Bushwhackers, man? Um, Luke, not Luke. Yeah, so Luke, he, he's, he, he has a full knee replacement and he still wrestles, you know? Jesus. So, uh, um, question for you again, Charlie from PK1. Uh, which suplex is harder to deliver, an exploder or a German? Uh, exploder's not bad. Um, you do the exploder off when the guy's jumping off the top rope or coming down. That, that's 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 uh, I did that one time. I was able to pull it all. Like, oh, what did I do it with? I can't remember, but I mean, right when he boom, we hit the exploder right when uh, he was coming off that top. But um, I don't know, man. I think the exploders, um, it depends on. Who you're doing it with, but what, how they're how you're delivering it. Um, the German, man, you got to really land the guys flat. You really do. The way I do it, I get low and I, I stay I stay tight on their waist, and then I then as I throw them, 
I, I, I go loose right here because um, that way they can slide down into the um, middle and they land flat. You know, they, they, you have to. I remember Benoit just came back from a surgery and we just they just brought us up and we wrestled Benoit and Rhino and they were like, uh, "Yeah, give me the give me the Germans." I'm like, "You just had surgery on your neck." He goes, "Yeah, I've seen your Germans. I'm good. Though. I'm good." I'm like, All right, that's cool. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah, cool. So, I mean, but that's the way I mean, you got to land them flat. And you no, know, you don't you don't want to spike them. You know, I mean, you guys are trying to make money together. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll never retire again. Um, also, <laughs> any stories on Bobby Lashley? He's been tearing it up as US champion right now. Yeah, man. Um, fucking let's see Brock and Bobby. They fucking finally fucking do it, man. You know? Didn't they already do it? I yeah. they did, but it was not like. It could, you know, they could have done the bigger. They should have, should have done at Mania. You know? They should have done oh, that. Man, but he, he's like, beginning. he's he's ten and one in Bellator. I don't know, he can fight, man. He's good, Bobby. Hey, just change your background. <laughs> yeah, it gets so dark over there. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's, and you're wearing a black shirt. Oh, you well, no, it's okay. You can see me. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No problem. <laughs> I'm going to treat him to a uh, light he's one gonna, day. He's going to go into night vision here in a minute. <laughs> I'm going to take a Renee break. I'll be right back. Okay. okay. Yeah. Paul, can you do another Rob Van Dam impersonation? I'll have to wait till he comes back. <laughs> we'll have to wait till he comes back, yeah. No, we should try to get Rob back on here, man. He's always great to have on. I don't know if he's willing to do a live one of these. But, Charlie, you're having fun. This is different, right? Oh, dude, it's, it's so, dude, it's so great, man. I mean, it's just uh, – it's like it's organic, you know. That's the best thing. Yeah. It's like everyone wants to hear the stories. I want to hear. I'll tell you, like, who do you listen to podcast wise? Who do you listen to? Uh, Cornet, of course. Yeah, not you all the time, to, but so you listen to Bruce Pritchard. I, 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 and the reason why I ask is like, I find it he talks about the territories and the different territories of the transition, like because he was there with Paul Bosch, and then he yeah. was with um, he was with um, uh, Bob Watts, and then he was with you know when they went back over to. Paul, they bought Paul, they bought Houston Wrestling, and then Vince bought them. So, but his transition of the different stories and the knowledge and what you know what happened back, you know, backstage basically is phenomenal, man. Like it's very interesting, but it's like it's just organic, you know. And I think yeah. Jeff Jarrett has a good one too. His is his is just a story, you know, just you know a day in the life of, and it's like him all through the Memphis territory, and then Florida and all that stuff. So. Uh. I think me personally, the reason I like our show because it, it's just a conversation. It's not about a particular topic. What we're sticking no. to, we just let yeah. it flow and see how it goes. Well, Renee tried to make it stick. It's just that me, I did such a bad job of not listening to watching AEW. <laughs> I know he, he, he had it all planned, but we were going to go over. And then, like, Paul didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. So he's like, "But you guys are killing my, uh, killing me." I'll, I'll be honest with you, Charlie. We had me and the wife had started watching. Uh, it was called Victoria's Secret Documentary, Angel and Demons. It was a three-parter on Amazon. Lisa Marie was on it? Who? Lisa Marie, Victoria? No, 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 no. Oh, Victoria's okay. Secret is a documentary oh, okay. about, okay. yeah, Les, okay. Les Waxner. Anyway, so we watched the first two episodes, then I started watching AEW, and then the opening segment turned me off, and I had to go back and watch the third episode of the documentary, uh, Victoria's Secret. Yeah, you know, I mean, my whole deal is like, Man, I, I mean, I, I love being a wrestling fan again. And it's, uh, it's just like I'm watching all these. I like, think I go to Pluto and I type in like wrestling, pro wrestling. You got 
every indie out there. And, uh, man, it's uh, it's great to watch. But it's like it kind of reminds me of the territories. Like, the production's really good. Like, MLW and, um, yeah. and AAA and ROH and Impact. And um, I'm telling you, this new – got to watch PCW Ultra. Phenomenal. It's, it looks – Fucking phenomenal, man. Um, That's out of Cal- California, right? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. Really good. Um, you know, Jacob Fatu, uh, Tonga's eldest his son, he's like the champ. He's a hell of a worker. God, he reminds me of Umaga. He's like so, so fucking explosive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that guy, Fatu. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like really good, man. It's Simone Werewolf. And, um, no, but I mean, dude, it's, it's great to be a wrestling fan. I mean, then an AW and then WWE, and I'm glad Hunter, you know, he's got the reins. Things maybe ch- change. You know, so long it was just one. There was only one. You know, one one kid on the block, and people were always bitching about it. Now we got so many different ways to watch wrestling. You know, so I just sit back and just enjoy, man. You know, be a fan. So. Okay, so Paul's back, and Paul, there's a someone wants you to do a Van Dam impression. Which Van Dam? Rob. Rob. <laughs> Oh, you combed your hair. <laughs> yeah, irrigated. I have like a weird, yeah. so it's kind of strange. Um, did you cut your hair, Paul? I, you did. Someone else, but yeah. Um, but did I? Looks, to, looks like looks yeah, good, the same as it did at the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, Bob's one of my He's one of the guys that I'm coming oh, up. You got to fix your mic. You got to fix your mic, man. Now, that's the impersonation. It's Rob Underwater. Yeah, you got to put on your your gimmick. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's working better now. All right. Yes. There you I go. Thought that, I thought that was yeah. your impersonation, Rob Underwater. Right, Rob underwater, yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, Rob's awesome. He's one of my favorite people. You know, I watched him growing up and patterned a lot of my stuff after him. Hey, you gotta uh, get Rob to tell the story of when Hunter. And it was right after he got popped. And, you know, they made him the world champ, and he got, he got popped and uh, the marijuana and all that. And Hunter comes up with stars. <sighs> What's up, Rob? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob told that story, man. I was like, holy shit. He's got a few hunter stories. I just remember it was always funny because, like, I'd always try and get Rob like to come. Like, I'd go smoke with him, or whatever. I'd be like, hey, I got some Smiths with me, you know. He'd be like, dude, what are you gonna have that's better than what I have? And I think, well, that's kind of rude <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's probably right he probably <laughs> i mean he's he's the, he's the connoisseur that's who broke me in to when i first started smoking weed that was the first person i ever smoked weed with was uh rob always uh, oh go ahead california when someone came out came we got strawberry coke Smells like strawberries. <laughs> no. Everybody's <laughs> rushing to the room. <laughs> oh, my God. Strawberry flavored Coke. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. I don't like cocaine. I just like the way it smells. 
<laughs> makes my gums feel funny. <laughs> I was like, we got strawberry coke. It's fucking great, man. <laughs> this is getting demonetized. Uh, yeah, man. Dude. Dude. I got gone already. Thanks, Murdoch. Fuck. <laughs> what about uh, New York City catering? Best and worst fast food. How was in New York City in the garden? The garden. How was catering there? Remember, it was, it was down. So you had to take the elevator, go down a floor, <coughs> and it was. Uh, was it small, WrestleMania? But... Wasn't in that in that far left? Did they have that? Isn't that where the catering was? They, they, they did it. They did it where the um they would have the uh, news the press conferences right after the games. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, garden was always a tough building. It sucked. To it, yeah, it was so yeah. crowded. Across the fucking. Yeah, park, park and park pay park. 40 bucks maybe yeah, 60 bucks 100 bucks i can't remember media, there's no security it's fucking terrible yeah the, they would always put us in like the uh, long, old long hockey locker room yeah. oh 50 guys jade my the, my future ex-wife jade is in the chat future ex-wife <laughs> now this is a great name are you ready yes Missy Hines. Missy Rich. Heat for knocking Lillian Garcia off the ring apron. Oh, here's another. Here's a, here's another. <laughs> oh, that was so hilarious. Another, I know. Here's another Arn Anderson fucking right off the bat. So everyone knows. Dude, I, I get in the ring. This night, I just returned. Right. I just beat Shelton. I get in the ring. I slide under. I'm hitting the rope <laughs> up, and she is getting out. Um, why didn't you just go go out the corner where the stairs were? That's all you had to do. Now you went out the corner where there's no stairs, and you had to walk all the way across the fucking from from um, neutral corner to the fucking whatever the hill corner. And I fucking as I'm running, I turn my back. I didn't know she was walking across. Bam! I hit her, and she went flying into the um, <laughs> into the you know right over where Jerry uh, Jerry Lawler and um, fucking Jr. do all the comments. like Mark Eaton. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I mean, but I, I mean, she went flying to where she broke her wrist. Wow, fuck, dude, it was in a cast, and I'm like, holy shit, man. So I'm like, and then I, I'm like, I'm gonna get in trouble, yeah, whatever, man. I mean, I just, I just got back, and I just, just got, you know, went from making a, you know, to I went from Jr. salary to fucking Johnny salary. So now you're really fucking God. Please don't kick me off the road because it's, it's hard to make a living. And then, um, so then they they said we're gonna do a storyline out of it. Like, yeah, right, so with because she was doing the deal with Visra. And then he got pissed. I heard her. So that's how, and so um so we're at the next week. She's got a cast, but she's doing the she's doing the announcing at the house show. And she goes, "Hey, Arn, when Charlie gets in the ring, do you want me to? How do you want me to sell my hand, or do you want me to go?" And he goes, "No one gives a fuck what happened to you. Just fucking announce him." <laughs> he goes, "You think anyone fucking remembers that shit? Like, no one gives a fuck. Just announce the goddamn match." <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking was dying, dude. I was like, holy shit, man. He goes, God damn. <laughs> goes, and then they turned into a storyline. He's like, what the fuck? He was so pissed, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, because he's like, man, because he, he was he had hopes that he was throwing some ideas around him to do something with me. And then I got of course that happens and I and he was it was not what he wanted. So we're pretty tight. So but yeah, he's like no one gives a fuck what happened. You just fucking do, just go out and come do the match. Like, I love it. Uh, Joseph Martin, 
Uh, were any of you guys in the bar when Mohammed Hassan supposedly bought everyone a shot for Taker just to pour it out? Uh, I was there, and I was there when uh, when the uh, what happened over in Europe with the uh, yeah, because it had to deal with uh, slaughter. That's where it all started from. It was right in California, right before we were going on tour over in uh, Europe, wherever we were going. But yeah, that's another fucking just fucked up situation. I don't know. <laughs> I, do have to I don't. I don't think I was. There. Right, I wasn't. So, no. Yeah, Masada San. Okay, so everyone knows he was. I mean, he's an Italian kid, man. You know, he's not. You know, and uh, they put Davari with him, and he's the one that you know, speaks the language. And he's all right at the. Uh, man, it was right, right with the, you know Iraq and we're going to war, and it was. Uh, so they kind of did like the Iranian, uh, the Iranian sheik, uh, the, what Iranian sheik turned slaughter face back in the day if you guys yeah. don't remember like slaughter was a big time healing he went one way and the sheep went one way and then like it's <laughs> up to this way and then sheep stuck that way and like and you can feel that i mean you and if you watch it and that was back when like the iranians had all the <laughs> i'm a little kid going oh my god oh my god and um slaughter grabs the mic and he goes let me tell you something you fucking pencil neck you know you maggot or whatever he goes I pledge allegiance to the flag. And, dude, the whole crowd started saying it, dude. You got goosebumps. You're like, he did the whole fucking, I mean, the national, I mean, not the national anthem, but he did the uh, pledge allegiance. And you're like, and dude, you're, you're upset. I mean, you could feel it, man. So they tried to replicate that, you know, with um, <coughs> something, something happened to where, I don't know, I don't know, because it's not, it's not, because Hassan or Muhammad is not the, I, I've never known him to be like this. But he told uh, Slaughter, like, he, you know, Slaughter was going to ride with him, give him knowledge of everything with the sheik in him. And he's like, hey, man, get my bags for me. Make sure I can pick them up. And, uh, but, you know, and so he was telling Slaughter to do all this shit for him. And Slaughter was one of the agents uh, going overseas. And, you know, he's always one of them. And, uh, and fucking Taker was pissed. And that's when the, uh, like, the Code Red came down in the, um, the Code Red came down in the uh, Battle Royal. It was the first thing we did when we got overseas is the Battle Royal. And they, they had everything lined out. You know, that's back then. And then uh, he had to buy, like, shots for everybody right after we got to the TV, or not the TV hotel, but the, the hotel. that Because then you would all travel together in a bus and go from city to city to city. So, <coughs> and, I, and then so he bought them all. And, I mean, it must have been about, maybe maybe it was in Japan this happened. But it was, like, the Tokyo Dome. And, I mean, it was expensive. And then it was, like, maybe, like, $2,000. I mean, Undertaker made sure everybody on the roster was down there. Everybody. So, and you would get fine if you weren't. Everyone's down there. You cost them a lot of money, and then they just they would pull them out. Told them, like, fuck. Wow. That's got to make you feel good. <laughs> but I mean, you know, but I mean, if, if that's what he did, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you just expected slaughter and all that. But, uh, you know, and people like to, you know, I just, that's why I, I go back and watch his stuff. People don't, you know, I, I guess like when DX was doing the DX stuff and they were making fun of him as being like the commissioner and the funny stuff, like, I guess that's the impersonation people think of him and all that, but like, you know, he, go back and watch his shit, man. He was a hell of a hill, a hell of a hand, man. Back in, I mean, this is 70s, man. I mean, he, uh, dude, he, he, he knew how to get heat from the garden. And I mean, he, he's a hell of a worker. Um, yeah. He really was. And it's, yeah. He's not that comedian, you know. And he was the first guy to get an action figure. Went to G- he was the first guy to break away from events and say, and they got, he was a G.I. Joe. The first yeah. guy to make cross over, not Hogan, he was. You know, he crossed yeah. over because of that. Something. What's crazy is G.I. Joe, like, ended his deal when he went heel. Remember that? Yeah, when they, he uh, was yeah, but Vince said he in the movie and everything. 
Yeah. When, when Hogan, when Hogan got the belt back, and they had, uh, you know, she couldn't go as the uh, so, but he was his like representative, and they they had, uh, yeah, they had Slaughter, but Slaughter got a title run out of it, you know, and um, he told he told Vince, Vince said that he'd take care of him. He had a lot of uh, man. He, he had a lot of influence, man, in the history of WWF. Um, helped pave the way a lot. You know, people don't look at him that look at him that way. You know, so. But uh, uh. uh Paul, one for you, Tom Michaels. Horror movies you hate. I'm lim- I'm limiting you to five because hate such a strong word. <laughs> okay, I'll limit it. I'll just talk about one. I'll talk about two. Hate is a strong word, and I don't want to bury myself in case by some chance some producer or something happens to catch wind of this. <laughs> uh, couldn't stand the new It movies, the original what? It TV yeah. movie. That's the only one that exists, in my opinion. Or Tim Curry is Pennywise. Yes. Uh, that's it. I, I just agree. I, Here's the thing. If, if I have problems with something logically in the opening scene, chances are I'm not going to like the rest of the movie. Um, there's a scene at the beginning of the It remake movie. where they just start off with the Georgie stuff. They don't set the tone for there being murders in this town or whatever. They just go right to Jordan, right? Georgie. So he runs down into the cellar to get the resin to make this boat, right? And it's scary. And he runs upstairs and he runs out the door. It's minute, but I had an issue with that because any person, any kid especially, who's had to go into somewhere like a cellar or an attic or something that was spooky... And they got themselves worked up to go and do it and then bolt out of there. You would close the door behind you on the way out. Psychologically, just to make sure that if something was following you, it had one extra little obstacle before it got to you. But the kid runs right out of the, right out of the cellar, leaves the door wide open. I was like, that's bullshit. Um, and sure enough, I just didn't, I just didn't like the movie. I thought it was too stranger things. He influenced, right? So I didn't care for that one. Um, I don't care for the Halloween remakes either. Oh, last a lot of terrible. people. Yeah. A lot of people love them. Rob Zombie. I, uh, no. No, either, yeah, sadly, the David Gordon Green ones just uh, don't do it for what me. About, what about Abbott and Costello meets uh, Frankenstein? Those are good. Love it. I love, love it. <laughs> yeah. Way, I mean, dude, I loved it, man. <laughs> At one time, they had the Invisible Man, the Werewolf, and Frankenstein. Man, it was good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, love I, I love horror films, and I could pick them apart. And I love shitty horror films, but... There's just there's a trend with remakes, yeah. and people will just jump on them like they're the great, like they're better than the original. You know? And I just think that's just blasphemous. Did you, did you see the black phone? I did not. I, I like Ethan Hawke. I don't know. 
It's, it was different, man. I mean, it was, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I took a little nap through it, but I mean, it, my kids want to see it, but I mean, it was, uh, I don't know, man. Like you said, I think that's why people are doing the remakes. Cause I don't know if we have enough creative genius. Like, uh, I mean, um, I, I don't know, man. When, you know, when I saw Amityville, like uh, Amityville horror, I scared the shit out right. of me, you know, you know, when, um, the Jaws, I mean, I hope they never remake it. Or dude, there's nothing worse than the watching, man, the, um, what's it called? The Possession, um, Man, um, the greatest uh, horror film. Where's um? Oh, um, oh my God, I can't remember it. Poltergeist. Pol- no, no, that's good too. No, no, no. no the one where that remake was the devil. Was rough. Like, Fuck you. The um, With the little girl who was puking on the priest. The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the original Exorcist. Yeah. Where she's with, right. Where she's she's backwards in a backbend, walking up and down the stairs. I was like, that fucking scared the shit out of me. But yeah, Catholic and and that we were raised like I mean that shit can you know you know you know man that I mean dude it was nuts it was, that was the scariest show I've ever seen in my life. So, well, there's a film that just came out. I think it's number one on Netflix. Uh, I hope I'm not shooting myself in the foot. Hopefully, nobody from production is watching this. But I had the highest hopes for it. Looking forward to it. I couldn't wait to watch it. And I was so disappointed. Uh, Day Shift. Uh, did not like it. With, uh, Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah, did not like it. Okay. I didn't understand. There was just so much stuff that I didn't like. Um, I think the but again, opening scene. There's a thing that I had an issue with. Sure enough, I didn't like the rest of it. If a vampire sneaks up behind you, it's probably going to bite you in the neck. It's not going to keep fighting you. Karate moves and vampires using machine guns. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think the uh, zombie and the vampire, I think that's all overplayed now. I mean, I, I wanted a good gargoyle movie. No one does any gargoyles. Yeah. yeah. The so, Tales from the Dark Side movie, the third um I, I can't remember what it, the vow or promise or something, but the third story in the Tales from the Dark Side movie is a great gargoyle okay. little story. Yeah. Uh, but I agree, there's not enough gargoyles. No, no. They're all on Twitter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is still my favorite. See, I like we go- 4. It started yeah. to get really MTV. I love three. Um, I even love five. A lot of people will shit on me for saying yeah, that, but I was a huge fan of uh, Phantom Prowler. Uh, that whole comic book. Yeah. Uh, you can pick apart all these films, yeah. but the more practical effects, the more creative the effects are, the less CGI, the better. Yeah. Um, Question, well, from Big yeah, Boy. I see that one. Yeah. You saw it, Charlie? Yeah. Because I, I didn't politic hard enough. I, I don't know, man. I, seriously, I think a lot of it, you know, when I hit, I mean, it's just fucking shit happens. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, dude, I, I, I did tag for so long. I was just, man, I was trying to figure out how to really do singles. It's a different type of psychology. Um, I know people may disagree, but, you know, coming from where I did with the tags to the to singles and not having a chance to develop it, I mean, it, it's fucking, you know, I was just so worried about, then you got people you're competing against, and then these kids are coming up, 
and they're athletic and they can do fucking four fifties. They can do, you know, these, sorry, I can't, I can't even do a cartwheel. So, I mean, fucking, uh, yeah, you can, well, I, I know, but I can't do a front handspring, but I'm just sitting there going, man, I just, I was so worried about the moveset, trying to come up with moves, trying to do a finisher, uh, that I, I just neglected man just to be me and try to develop the character. And I think that's what hurt me a lot, you know? So, um, yeah, it wasn't the, it wasn't the way I wanted to go out, but, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, I had a good tag team run, and, and that's it. I got a Slammy Award, so I don't care. Fuck them, fuck them all. <laughs> uh, if I should make a Hostazon and a action figure, I'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that Ric Flair had a better match than Kenny Omega. When? Uh, like, which one? I'm not saying no. I'm just, is there a specific? I think it means his last match. Yeah, oh, okay. Does that, that even count? Does that even fucking count, man? I still haven't watched it. You'll have to let us know what you think about it. No, he, he's 72, man. I mean, he's fucking, dude, it's, your body's not me. I mean, he's been doing this for a long time, man. Long time. One of the greats. Yeah. One of the greats. Uh, and he cut a fucking promo right after he wrestled. God. My friend Nick, Universal Wrestling Podcast. Uh, thoughts on Okada winning the G1 again? I didn't even realize you won it. I wasn't even really on. Yeah. I've, I've been on the, this podcast the whole time the G1's been going on, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. They wonder who, why, why wrestlers go in the stand up right after this. That's my right. question. Why do why do a lot of wrestlers go into stand up comedy? Yeah, I mean, the, the ones that do, I'm like, they're not fucking funny at all. I mean, they weren't funny. Right. I'm like, you know, Dean Malenko. Yeah, he should go into stand up. You know, he was always quick witted. Um, but I mean, I wonder about that though. Uh, question for you, Charlie. Uh, greatest tag team I hated both when you wrestled Los Guerreros. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? We, man, I, I, all right, true story, man. The first time we met Eddie and Chavo, they, they just put Shelton and us together, and uh, we were together, but they finally bring us up to the roster. And um, so we get to the arena to get, we got there early, you know, it's like, um, first day of work. And um, we're like, okay, we're waiting around. No Eddie, no Chavo. Fucking 15 minutes before the match. Fucking, all right, man, we got fucking Dean. What the fuck's going on, man? Oh, the Guerreros are on the other side of the uh, arena changing. They'll just they'll meet you out in the ring. I'm like, like, so first time we ever met him, and that's the way for six months it was like that. Like Eddie was kind of like they, you know, came back from ECW. They promised him that they were going to do a world title run, but they put him back in the tag team. I think he was kind of he's like, oh, we got these two kids coming up, and uh, you know they're going to push Brock, and it was kind of like he didn't want to do it, um, but he didn't know that Arn's been working with us for like the last year, and then um, because he was down in ECW, then he, he came back, and then. So the first time I locked up with the boom, hey, Eddie, Charlie House, nice to meet you. Shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> wow. And it was in the ring. Just We had to call it all on the fly. And that's how we learned. And I'm not saying it was perfect. It took about six months, you know, and we ironed it out. And, I mean, it, the, when, once it clicked, it was fucking magic. It was the best time of my life. But the, it was it was tough. I mean, the, to, to meet them and to be put in that position. And, I mean, they wouldn't even talk to you. You didn't even see them. They were on the other side of the arena. And they would their music would hit. And they'd come out like the op, opposite entrance, like, and this is all during the house shows. You're like, holy shit, man, you know. So Shelton and I just did the best we could, man. But uh, I learned a lot, though. I, le- I learned a lot. That's why I like to. I show up late for independent shows, so I don't have to go through and memorize A through Z with people. I just fucking want to call it out there, you know. 
Yeah. Um, I came up with all these spots for you to do. Like, I. I go, really? Because I don't remember any of those. I mean, fucking, he wrote down my spots. I go, you watch my seal run in WWF? He goes, yeah, that's where I got them all. I go, don't ever watch that again. It's a fucking horror. <laughs> I want you to take this bump on your head. I'm going to give it to you. I'm half your size. I'm going to dump you backwards. Right, my whole family's size. here. Yeah, I know. And can you put me over? <laughs> yeah. I paid the promoter. <laughs> He's like, uh, how can I put? How can you put me over? I go take me to the ring, take me to the post, like we did in G one a couple years ago. I, went, I can't, I can't make the count out. Of it. That's how we put you over. So. <laughs> uh, another question here for you, Chad. I don't know if you'll answer it. Uh, someone who was married to a former diva. What do you think of the NDAs? Oh, I think I should sign an NDA. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, here's the deal, right? it's like I never got married before. Um, dude, I got married at 33, and man, I thought you know, we spent two years, a year and a half dating on the road, 365 days out of the year together. We thought we knew each other. I mean, we, I, I, mean I thought I was in love. I really did. We had four, four kids in, and fuck, it didn't work. It didn't work. So, fuck it. But that's the business, man. So, it's uh. But I was able to bring four beautiful kids into the world, so. Another uh, one by Big Boy. Do you think Austin Ferry is being pushed too quick? I don't know who the fuck that is. I like him. He's good, man. He's good. He, he's got yeah. a lot of young Cena. When Cena first came on, he reminds me of Cena. Oh. Right, that's what, is that going to hurt him or not, though? That's the problem. I mean, maybe not. Now that Vince McMahon's gone, it might. Because you know Hunter wanted Cena fired, right? Yeah. Well, he's got the uh, money in the bank at the minute. Yeah. I think I think that dude Riddle's doing a hell of a job, man. That's that's gonna be money when Randy gets back. Um, but he's out for a while. I mean, would he break his neck and back or hurt both? Or he's out Ooh. for a while. Randy. Or broke his neck? Uh, he has to have surgery on his neck or his back. Something. Something. Yeah. Jesus. Oh yeah. Goes out. But uh. But Riddle's doing, you know, you know, they were the tag champs that got injured. But Riddle's doing good. Um, he's a, they can really throw down too if he had to. Um, yeah, he's one of those ones that's fun to watch. You know, yeah. I always admire anybody that can wrestle barefoot. Um, and the shoes seems I know. I don't know how you so just I, asking you know, I, for injury. I don't understand why people don't like work the toes. I, I, that'd be my match. What do you want to do? I'm gonna work your foot. <laughs> Right, it's exposed, man. And, Spinning to a hold, man, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it makes everything look believable. Yeah. Uh, any any cool stories about Ryder or and Hawkins? Man, you know what we uh, do? First of all, man, good for them for fucking reinventing themselves, man. And um, they have uh, they prove that you can make a living out here and make good money without you know WWE. You know, and uh, they've they brought action figures back. They, they've actually, I don't know, they've, they've gone out and helped other people get action figures made so they can make money. Like, they'll, they'll go to Ch- Chalet Toys, and they'll get a contract for you. Like, and they will, uh, they, and the action figures are really good. And um, they'll do stuff that was never done. Like, I know they just released the BWL. You know, they look really good. But, I mean, that's, a, so, you know, that's that's where, uh, you know, Hawkins and, um, I mean, I mean Myers and um, Cardona, like, 
they're fucking they're good guys, man. They they know what it was like to struggle. They were fucking dicked around a lot, you know. They were the edge heads taking away, put them back, they get fired, you know. It's like, and um, Shelton and I worked with them in a dark match. I remember, and uh, he tells the story all the time. Um, and uh, man, I went to the house of pain, my foot slipped, and I was like, and, and Myers started laughing. I go, God damn it! And I put down, and I just cranked Cardone and bent him in half, and uh, <laughs> Myers goes. His hand was really short, man. He, he's like, I'm not going in, you know. <laughs> fucking, uh, and then I wrestled Cardona in the um, at Access at, in, uh, for WrestleMania 25, and man, I was fucking. So I was, man, I, man, dude, I was such a fucking jobber after tags. I didn't even make the Jabroni fucking Battle Royal. Yeah, so that's how bad it was. So, um, and that's the Battle Royal that goes on before the show that you don't see. Um, and I didn't even, I, I couldn't even make that lineup, you know. Thanks, Lagana. Um, you got to make out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him you. So yeah, so um, so I wrestled him at Access. So I'm all pumped, man. And and Kayla and Taylor, they were just like they're five and three. So and my my kids are there, and uh, Jackie, my mom and dad. So I'm wrestling him, and he blows up in the match, and he's fucking healing. He blows up. He's like, dude, we're gonna have to go home now. I go, dude, goddamn, get the fuck up, man. He's like. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, I, I was, dude, he was, he tells the story and, uh, and I, he goes, you chewed my ass out so fucking bad after that. God damn it. You should be ready for every fucking match. You know, and uh, I, I felt like a Bob Holly that really got so fucking <laughs> pissed. And I mean, it was so bad. He's like, dude, he goes, I don't want to finish the match. I can't. I'm fucking blown up. You know? And I'm like, I'm on my best behavior because we're in Texas and, uh, and I, and I know they're out every night drinking and, you know, it's a, that party and, uh, and, uh, but he goes, you know, because of that, that, I rededicated my life and got better shape. And he says that that was really influential on him. I felt like a dick after that. But he, he had me on the podcast, and um, you know, I had him on mine. But he's like, God damn, Charlie. But he goes, you really had more action figures than you deserved. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's hey, fucked. Dad. He goes, you have 14 of them. How the fuck did you get it? And I didn't know that. And he brought them all up and had them all. I was like, holy shit. I had, wow. no, idea. I had, I had no idea. Yeah, but he's made the uh, action figures um, you know, relevant again. He's done a great job, man. He's doing I'm, I'm proud of him. Really, we gotta get and James I'm, an action figure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funko yeah. Pop. But I promise you, right now, what'd you say? Nice, Renee. Oh, oh Renee's favorite future ex-wife. Oh, hi, Jade. But uh, I'll tell you what, man. He, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if WWE picks him up. I mean, he's got a shitload of follow. I mean, he's an, he's an influencer. He's all about you know the social media. So, who me or Sack Ryder? <laughs> What's that? James, of course. Me, your back rider. <laughs> oh, man. Let me think here. Can you give me a bobblehead? Can you give me a bobblehead and I'll fucking I'll quit this podcast right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go for another five minutes. <clears throat> and then I'm going to pack my bags because I got to be at the airport at 4 a.m. But you guys can hang on. James, if you guys want to hang on for as long as what, you want. What, what number are you on to? What number are you up to? What, what, what? what? How, many, how, many, how many influencers did we have on here? Influencers? No, I mean, how many people? <laughs> What's the count? Oh, the people watching? There's yeah, uh, about 375. Oh, dip below 400. I'm out in five minutes. Yeah. I'm fired, right? Back to dressing up as Beth Phoenix. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I got a, I got a flat at Toronto at. I gotta leave my house at 4 a.m. So it's already uh, 10 p.m. Uh, Atlantic time. All right, man. Well, let's call it a night then. 
but uh, there you go. Well, let's go sure. five more minutes. It's five, five more minutes. minutes. So, well, uh, any last questions in the five minutes? Yeah, we're running through these super chats, and then we'll uh, call it a night. So See, I think when we're say we want to go to bed. That's when they all these fuckers all come in. Look, now we got three Shit, or four. That's a, a good question. I <laughs> uh, and I broke in together. We broke in together. Jersey All Pro. And uh, I remember uh, we started at the same time. Um, he went to, he had a guy named Homicide train him. And you guys know who he is now. But yeah. at the time, people were like, Taz, who the fuck trained you, kid? Homicide. Who the fuck's a homicide? I never heard of him, you know? If you didn't come through um, Taz's school or through the school that the Dudleys went to out there in New York, um, they looked down upon you. But I went to Iron Mike Sharp's school, Canadian's great, greatest athlete. Um, and um, dude, he was a WWF guy. So that gave me some uh, fucking pull. He was. I mean, Renee, don't laugh. He was, that was a big motherfucker, too, man. He was a hell of a worker. And, no, I was uh, laughing at the, the – the, sorry, I wasn't – <laughs> No, he is Canadian, Canadian Canada's greatest athlete. No, but uh, my, Mike Sharp was a great worker. But uh, we met low-key on Jersey All-Pro. And all, Jersey All-Pro was kind of like the Misfits, like the island for the Misfit toys. Like no one wanted us. And I wasn't with the ECW crowd or the Mike Bucci crowd, Nova crowd. And uh, so me and Russ were up there with the, uh, the, low, the uh, Jersey All-Pro and the CZW crowd. And that was right before Ring of Honor ever came about. So we were able to, you know, to be able to get noticed wrestling for both uh, promotions. And uh, we held the titles there. That's where I met Loki. And, you know, to the day, you know, we had to convince Loki it wasn't real. You know, and he'd get fuck out. <laughs> if you didn't have that, you, I'd get pissed. He would get pissed. Man. But I remember Kettner having the, the Super 8 tournament uh, and then bringing Loki down, introducing Loki to Jim Kettner. And then, and then him, what do you think, Charlie? Should we really use him? Like, yeah, 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 you know. And, uh, yeah, and then going to bat for him. So, um, and he got, you know, and he was working with Jim and all that. But, uh, no, low-key, uh, he takes, he's really intense, really intense. But uh, he takes it serious, though, too. Which is I'm not a wrestler. I'm a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I like low-key. Yeah. I worked with him quite a bit. One-year anniversary, Ring of Honor, low-key, myself, AJ Styles, three-way mm-hmm. A lot of fun. I teamed eight? with them in Japan. Did you wrestle in the Super 8? Yeah. No, not, he wasn't in my the Super 8 that you, I was in. You wrestled, you wrestled in it, though. Yeah. That, that was I won the Super 8. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <Sister laughs> it's probably like the, the weakest uh, Super 8 ever. Shut up. Um, I wrestled uh, David Richards in the finals, and I was like – I told Jim, I go, put him over, man. I, fucking, I, don't, you know, I just got released. Jim wanted to get my name back out there for WWE. I'm like, fucking – Put him over, man. You know, I mean, no need for me to win it. Jim was great, man. I love Jim Kettner. Fucking great, man. ECWA, great, great territory. Yep. Uh, Charlie, Jim Cornette talked about how you was going to kill Greg the merchandise reasel. Yes, Charlie told you all that. Yeah, Fucking memory of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was over the shirts because, all right, so. This is the first time that, uh, you know, me and Shelton, man, we got, man, we were getting merch money, you know, and um, it was like, all right, we'll do a 50 50 split after our costs. Uh, great, man, you know? And uh, and so they, and J- dude, Jim was right, and dude, we were, the tag team division was, was really good, man. American Wolves, King of Wrestling, Shelton and I, the Briscoes, All Nights. I mean, you had some good fucking matches and good storylines. And uh, Cornette was booking it, and, um, Man, and I, and I guess you had to have your certain shirt in by a certain time, or the uh, the logo and all that. And he didn't. He didn't get it in on time. And I was like, it was right before going to that WrestleMania weekend. And I'm like, motherfucker, man. 
And then uh, then we got shorted on our checks too on that. Like he didn't turn in the slips or something like that. And I think that's and I mean, uh, yeah, I think I flipped the fucking table. I was fucking livid, dude. It was, it was gonna kill him. Yeah, I could. I, I, I it's probably not a good. I mean, I, uh, I want to say I was in a better place back then, which I was, um, but compared to like the divorce, but I wasn't. I don't know. It was just uh, I could have I could have handled it differently. It wasn't a very mature Charlie House, that's for sure. Well, fucking with your money isn't very yeah. mature either. Huh? That's bullshit no, I business. I mean, it, it was like there's the only company that was actually paying anything, you know. Um, and I mean, WWE. I mean, TNA was just starting, so you know, you know how it was with them. And then, um, and then WWE, you know, it's them are fucking out of the business. And then, so Ring of Honor was still hanging on, but you know, they weren't paying like they were paying. I guess towards the end, man, I heard guys were making six figures, you know, and it was like, Jesus, yeah. The company has come a long way, but uh, yeah. yeah, from when I was there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, Jersey All Pro and CCW were the uh, it was it was those two basically merged together to form ROH. Basically, I mean, you know, Danny Moth and the Hit Squad and Homicide and Loki and, 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 and Briscoes. I mean, it was a whole you know, and then and then you brought in so uh, when do you see wrestling? And you know, and then Paul would come up from Texas and was, you know, all that stuff. I always liked Reckless Youth. Yeah. But he never, he didn't really do much. At Ring, I mean, we didn't, I don't, I don't remember him at Ring of Honor. He got to the developmental deal and they wanted, right. to, put, they wanted to put the Nova gimmick on him. I remember when he dropped Really? And he said, absolutely fucking not, I'm a wrestler. And so Vince said, okay, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> God. So he's uh, an accountant for Burlington Coke Factory now. So. Always he a solid a, dude. Great worker. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is uh, the last one, right? I think I, I might be. Renee uh, is watching the clock. Get me the fuck out of here. Ask James, Paul, Renee. You're stuck on an island. You have to share a sleeping bag with JBL or Blubber Ray Dudley. Who would it be? JBL. I myself in the ocean. JBL would probably cuddle with you. Bubba, he definitely ain't going to cuddle with anybody. So. I'd kill them both. How about that? And I'd take the fucking sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap the sleeping guess- bag over their heads. Suffocate right, him. I guess Bubba's got game, man. Who was the girl? Who's the hot diva he was dating for a while? Yeah. Tom Sky. Yeah, oh yeah, that, cool that. Yeah, you must have run out of money because she went. She went stepping. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pack my bags, boys. I gotta head to the airport. Uh, you oh, guys can you, keep man. talking. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. Now we're gonna bowl. So uh, Charlie, I messaged you. Just reply to me, and we'll we'll uh, hit hit you up about you know, all that bullshit. Yeah, and, definitely. Definitely. Yep. Thanks to all the listeners. Questions. Do it again next week. Check me out at Charlie Haas, Real Charlie Haas, and book Charlie Haas at gmail.com and Pro Wrestling Tees, Charlie Haas. Oh. I'm Charlie awesome. Haas. Bye. Bye, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Great man. seeing you, Charlie. Great, great talking to you, man. Always, Paul. It's like we never missed a beat. One of my favorite people. I love you, brother. Love man. you too, man. Right, man. Talk right, soon, guys, brother. All right, man. Bye bye. Thank you, Take care. Thank you, James. Oh, thanks, Charlie. Uh, it's just you and I now, James. Right, what? How do we really feel about them? Um, <laughs> right. Seriously, two of my favorite people. I always enjoyed oh. working with both of them. Just always. Charlie hits a little harder than Renee, but it was easy to sell. Cool. We'll blast through these last super chats because I don't want to go away for the super chat. So we'll we'll blast through them. <laughs> Yes, I'll stick around with you guys. 
Well, so uh, should CM Glassjaw be taken as a legit tough guy after being humiliated in UFC? That kind of answers itself, doesn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> Thing was, all I'll say about that, if you see the lead-up to his first fight, I think it was with Mickey Gall. Yeah, I think so, Doesn't yeah. shake the guy's hand. Acts like a complete prick, as if he's some badass, and just got embarrassed. And I think it was just a double standard. He complained about Rock coming in, taking a title off him to main event with Cena at Mania, saying, you know, a part-timer's coming in, taking a guy's spot, but he done the exact same thing, going to UFC, taking a young fighter's opportunity. Just because he was a how big many name. fighters did he just skip ahead? Exactly, and so, make way more money than they did. It's just the the hip, hypocrisy from him. I just can't stand. Uh, Alice, thank you. Uh, thanks for getting me through my work morning. <laughs> nice work oh, uh, is work. So oh, we yeah. commend all of you working out there, and hopefully our little chats. We'll help the time go by faster. Yeah. Uh, right. I think, yeah, we're caught up. Uh, Smiley just left uh, laughing emojis. So, um, <laughs> hopefully, not laughing at, maybe laughing at us. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Um, Jade, what was Velvet thinking? I know. Great question. Yeah. I think she left uh, Chris Saban for him as well. Uh, I could say a lot of things, but I will refrain. Uh, <laughs> we're caught up. Uh, thank you, everyone. So, um, as for the names, who's one of them? Um, there were so many. Um, I'm just trying to remember off my head. So, Tommy Dreamer's <laughs> Tommy Dreamer Swan Testicle, um, Missy Hyatt's um, Surgeon, Sur Plastic Surgeon, Renee's Rolling Papers, or something. Yeah, and. Um, I think there was a couple of others um, who Renee mentioned. But if you use email... Um, I'm a big fan of Rum Ham. <clears throat> Rum Ham. So if you email me at cafedayrene at yahoo.com, um, message me your details, and I'll pass it on to Renee, then we can send you your stuff over, basically. So uh, thank you for participating. Uh, announcements. Um, next Monday's guest will be Blue Meanie. Oh, cool. So, um, Blue Meanie was great chat. So, uh, me and Renee spoke to him. Uh, that was actually, <laughs> we actually recorded that about half an hour before I got dragged into hospital because of my little boy. <laughs> so, um, no kidding. Yeah. So, that literally happened just before that. So, after we finished recording, that's when all the chaos started happening. So, and that's when people couldn't contact me for about a week. So, uh, that was crazy. Um, and yeah, um, please subscribe, like, share, tell everyone about the podcast. Helps us out. Uh, Paul, do you want to tell them anything? Any announcements or anything? I mean, if you guys have people that you think we should reach out to to get on here, when you mentioned Marty the Moth, very good friend of mine, I'll reach out to him. Um, you know, we're we've talked about doing reviews and stuff like that. Obviously, we're slacking in that department. <laughs> terribly uh, but we will get there at some yeah. point I uh, love the questions it. martial arts yeah. horror 
that'll turn this into a different podcast, but I'm more than happy to answer them. What were you I saying? Think eventually, I think eventually I want to talk more about um, Lucha Underground and uh, the Rabbit Tribe. Oh, sure. Would love to. Um, well, it'll be I'll fun. If we can out. get Marty on here, I'll tell you we'll a pick great his series for side of stories. I'll tell you a great series for I'll try a great series. It got cancelled, unfortunately. I don't know if you ever caught it. Uh, Blood Drive. Did you ever watch that? Blood Drive? Yeah. No. No, it was on the Sci-Fi channel. It literally ran for like one season, but they ran out of fuel, so the so every vehicle was actually ran on blood. What? Yeah, the engines were, were actually alive, and they ran on blood. It's a very, very far out show. It lacked wow. I don't know how it made it to TV. It was very gory. Makes me think of Maximum Overdrive. You know, that was, I think, uh, more like a comet or something happening that caused the machines to come alive. But they were bloodthirsty. Uh, <laughs> this one's just popped in. If you get Rob Conway, please say before so I don't miss him. Uh, we'll get Rob. The con one day. man. So um, remember his song. I'm a oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like no, there's, there's the other one that sounded like Toy Story. Randy Newman, just look at me. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> Also, everyone, me and, me and Paul's been talking. We're thinking of possibly doing a movie review show. So if ever you are interested right. in that, let us know. Um, martial arts, me and Paul's really passionate about, and uh, also horror movies. So that's something we'll probably think about one day. But um, cool. Much so better chance go... of me watching a horror movie or martial arts film, no matter how bad. Than watching some wrestling consistently. I really, if 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 my friends are doing cool things, I'll watch it. Maybe. I don't currently own a TV. I don't do very much in terms of streaming, unless it's like Netflix or Amazon Prime, and even then. But uh, don't have Peacock. Don't have any of that stuff. I just. Nah. Thank God for YouTube. Yes. Uh, by the way, everyone, you can stop sending you super chats now, but I'll read this last one there. Paul I've ever had a backstage match. fight with Pond. Teddy Hart did. <laughs> Teddy Hart did. Outside of the White Trash Cafe in Nashville. It wasn't much of a fight. Um. Uh, that more super chats are coming in. I tell people to stop and they send them in. <laughs> Drew Stevens, I like the idea of a movie review channel between you two. Oh, thank you, Drew. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be great. Maybe we could get some. I mean, the idea would be to get past actors and actresses uh, from these films to come on board and talk with us. One of the better podcasts out there is the Art of Action podcast that Scott Atkins does. It's awesome. Yeah. It's I'm one of my favorite that. podcasts. So uh, that we could get to that magnitude, but <laughs> let's let's set in the bar. 
Smiley, did uh, did myself or you watch the finale of Better Call Saul? Um, I'm halfway through Better Call Saul, like season three. So I've got like three more seasons to go. I have never seen it. I should, but it's it's difficult for me to sit and just binge watch a bunch of series. And unless I'm totally hooked on it, I'm caught up on all of Cobra Kai. I'm excited for Mike Barnes' return. Oh, Obviously, yeah. I'm a huge Terry Silver fan. My favorite character is Stingray. Stingray. I can't stand most all the kids. Really? Sorry. Another hawk. Huh? Hawk. Stingray, Terry Silver, Mike Barnes, Johnny. Those are the characters I watch it for. Um, if we keep getting more super chats, <laughs> stop sending them in. Everyone, we're trying That's to. Fine. Wrap the show up. Uh, get Corey Feldman on your show. I'd love to get Corey. Oh my Feldman. god, that would be it's it's like as if you know I've been talking about Corey Feldman recently. Yeah. Uh, that would be interesting. I think I was more of the Corey Haim camp. Sadly, rest in peace. I, you know, any anyone from the eighties grew up watching these two and something. And absolutely tragic what they went through. Yeah. I don't envy any child actor or actress. You know, it's um, probably more so obviously back in the day than today. But I'm not saying they still don't go through stuff today, even if it's just a very, you know, strict parent keeping them in line so that they can help pay the bills with their dreams or something. It's, it's messed up. But Corey Feldman would be, that'd be a great interview. You know, that'd be really cool. We're making waves. Uh, we'll have to see, uh, say what, any video of your Superman audition. Oh, I doubt it. That stuff usually is rarely ever put out. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I was really happy with it. <laughs> take the glasses off. Have uh, them on, take them off. Do the cheer for Yeah, good times. Uh, Brian, uh, Paul's already answered this question about you, uh, Benoit, making Kendrick Audren the same breakfast as yourselves. So I we, did. We I mean, I do remember it was in January. And to Bob's credit, he stood up. For Ryan, he was like, I let him order what he wants, you know. And and Bob wasn't eating as strict, dude. I think he got some cinnamon bun or something. And he told Chris, he said, come on, you got to live a little. And Chris was like just eating steak very intently. He's like, too close to mania. <laughs> too close. Fuck, <laughs> God. Oh, that's intense. That's a question I'm going to ask you. But this is going to be the final question, everyone. So thank you for your super chats. Keep uh, saying that, for, but they keep save going for, in. Save for next week. Um, I'd imagine you was a Mortal Kombat fan growing up. Yeah. 
Is it true that the guy that played Sub Zero in the '95 movie, uh, Francois Petit, is he like works in WWE? Is like a chiropractor or something? Yeah, he was like a doctor or a chiropractor or something back there. He's in the Wrestling with Shadows documentary. So I don't quite remember him there when I was there. But I do remember something like he was in that. Uh, played Sub-Zero. As which character? As Sub-Zero. In the first one, 95 movie. Yeah. I remember yeah. Keith Cook. J.J. Perry, I think, was in those movies. Um, Keith Cook was Reptile in the Reptile, 95 right. movie. Chris Casamasa was Scorpion, who I've told you I've interviewed. Great guy. And right. then they done the secret annihilation where Keith Cook was the youngest, uh, the younger uh, Sub Zero. Annihilation so was brutal. I I put it in the category. It's so bad, it's good. Man, yeah, I know. Um, but there's still a couple of good fight scenes, and the music is still pretty good. But it's better than the fucking latest movie. The latest movie was sh- shit. I didn't um, bother. I was a fan of the Machinima series. Oh, yeah. Have like Casper Van Dien as Johnny Cage, Michael J. White as Jax. I, I was on one of these. Uh, I, I wasn't on it. I asked him a question on one of these Instagram uh, live stories, Casper Van Dien, who I think is actually a good actor. He's someone who should have had a bigger career. And it, like you say, he was Johnny Cage. And I said, what happened to season three? Uh, Legacy, I think the series was called. He said, I don't know. He said, we filmed it. It's filmed, but he never released it. It's too bad. Um, but now the, the last film, um, the fight scenes was good. The gore was good. But the thing with me, I'm a proper nerd on Mortal Kombat. I've been playing. I've played every one. So with the lore and everything, I know everything about. And storyline was just so fucked up. Uh, Nathan Jones, who we spoke about, he's in it. And he plays Reiko. And I'm like, he looks nothing like Reiko. And the character's completely... Uh departure from what it should be so um that pissed me off but besides that the fights were good but i couldn't deal with the rest of it um i remember in louisville uh i would hang out with kenny bolin because he was always uh very hospitable i remember going to his place we would go to his place to watch smackdown and raw every week and i remember being down in his like man cave area and we were watching SmackDown and it was just Kenny, myself and Nathan Jones. And we all started kind of like, well, I was dozing off. I was just kind of like, man, it's, we trained today, long day, tired, kind of dozing off. Uh, it was dark in there. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, I just remember <laughs> Nathan Jones, He's just kind of looking into the screen. He goes, I killed a man once for killing a cat. He deserved it. I was just like, ah, okay, I got to get going, guys. It's getting late. It's like, (laughs) it woke me right up. But I always thought Nathan was super cool. Very nice guy. I had that. He's in a lot of stuff. Oh, yes. Troy. Troy, Mad Max, Fury Road. Uh, he's been in a right. few things. 
Alice loves your smile. <laughs> it's fake. Fake. It's a fake smile, like a clown. Uh, didn't you interview Scorpion James? Yes, I did. Great guy, Chris Casamassa. That's cool. Uh, I'm gonna have to put it on the other day. I don't know, but like Sonya Blade was modeled out for Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah, um, that's where that kick came from. Yeah, which, and uh, obviously Johnny Cage was meant to be fandom. Um, so the yeah, split so. punch. Oh, it's great. Yeah, but he's um, wearing the same outfit that Van Damme wears in Bloodsport. Well, the story is far. Before it was going to be a Mortal Kombat game, I think it was going to be a Fandam game. I don't know if it was meant to be like Time Cop or something, or Universal really? Soldier. It was like Universal Soldier or Time Cop. That's what they was commissioned to make. Plans changed, and so they ended up deciding to make a fighting tournament game, and that's how Mortal Kombat came about. I'm sure that's how the story went. Um... And they actually asked Fandam to be in the movie to play Johnny Cage, but he, I think he turned it down to do Street Fighter. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> and Brandon Lee. People say that Brandon Lee was originally going to be Johnny Cage, but I can't see that. I think he was. people's getting him confused to play Liu Kang because he's Asian, obviously. But obviously, what happened with the crew? Speaking of Brandon Lee... Um... Uh, also, one taken way too soon. He just would have been a huge megastar. Yeah. I saw an interview with the actor who played Dennis in Karate Kid 3. He was one of yeah. Terry Silver's training. He was like the guy that always got beat up. Yeah. Like a- and he was talking about how very early on, before they cast the Mike Barnes part, Brandon Lee was being considered for that part. Isn't that crazy? And he was literally on set. Uh, I think they were testing him out. I'm not really sure, but uh, I mean, I'm a huge Sean Kanan fan. I think, you know, he's a, it's hard to picture anybody else's Mike Barnes, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with him season five. Yeah, I mentioned to you, um, my kids are doing Taekwondo. They've just sent their first stripes. And uh, this Sunday, they've got like a seminar thing, so I can actually watch them. And um, me and my elders, we've been working our way through the Karate Kid films. And now we've finished them. We're on Cobra Kai now. And um, watching the fight between Mike Barnes and LaRusso, I'm like, man, Mike Barnes destroyed him. <laughs> destroyed him. And then yeah. he started doing that to shit. <laughs> He nearly died during the making of Karate Kid 3. Like, they were filming around Christmas time. I remember he had some injury or something that he got hospitalized for really bad. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look at the interviews, but uh, he would be awesome to have. I mean, there's a list of guys I would love to interview if we get this martial arts horror movie. What, what do y'all think? I mean, are there any... I'm trying to think of a name that we would Combine horror and martial arts. <laughs> I'm sure there's something out there. Um, yeah, right, we'd last, have to think of something. Last super chat, Alfonso Eubanks. Can we get one more Hoovy impression talking to Orton again for the road? <laughs> Please, Randy. One kiss. Kiss me, Randy. Please. Right here. 
No, Hubie, get the fuck out of here now. Please. No, please, Randy. One kiss. Besito. Right here, please. <laughs> I'm going to get Hoovy on one day. <laughs> I like Hoovy, man. We worked together before WWE, and we had some really good matches there. I'm trying to think if I worked with him after. It's a fun guy. Got more super chat. Hey, Paul, thoughts on working with Eminem and Molina? I always like to work with those guys, especially Johnny. Johnny's one of those guys that can do anything. Yeah. Uh, Joey was hurt most of the time, so he was more limited, but he helped a lot just in terms of storytelling, psychology. Uh, Molina is always a useful uh, chess piece, you know, on the outside in terms of interference, distractions. Uh, that helped ele elevate us, that feud. One thing that was disappointing was I remember in Albuquerque, this might have been the week leading up to Judgment Day when we took the belt off of them. Yeah. And there was talk that Joey was going into rehab. So I remember we were doing some angle with them in Albuquerque to lead into the pay-per-view, the title match. And we were in some like catering building or something because it was at University of New Mexico. And it was Eminem, Brian and myself, and Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Oh, wow. And right in front of us, he's talking to Joey and Johnny. He's like, now, you know why they're doing the title switch. You know. It's not because anything these guys are doing. It's because of Joey and what he has to do. But it's nothing these guys have done. It's not because of these guys. I mean, it just couldn't have been a bigger slap in the face while we're sitting there. And Brian's just fuming. And it was one of those deals where kind of had to like hook him and let's go. Let's walk. Take a, take a walk. Because, yeah, that would happen a lot up there where you would get pretty much insulted right in front of your face. And, you know, fun times. <laughs> Speaking of fun times, you got more super chats. Please, guys, let me go to bed tapas too. No, um, come on. Stay up. I got to get going here in a minute. I know. Do some training. Uh, last you one. guys want to see me back in the ring? I got to get <laughs> some training in. <laughs> hey, Paul. Curious on your thoughts on the new Scream movie. I thought it was awful, especially seeing where they were all self-aware of the series. That's a tough thing to do. I didn't see the new Scream movie. I'm okay. a big Kyle Gallinier fan. Even though I... Don't think he was in it very long. Oh, it's blinking. You miss it. Right. So that's a missed opportunity. I didn't even know. I thought he was the best part of the Freddy remake, which yeah, was horrible. 
horrible yeah, I movie. Would, I would agree with that, yeah. You know, and I love Jackie Earl Haley. Just not a good remake. Uh, but it's tough when you go meta, you know, you do the self-aware thing. Um, yeah. I can't say I can give an honest opinion on the movie. I, I do think it sucks that apparently the studio can't, for some reason, identify that Nev Campbell is pretty much the franchise player here, but they're not willing to pay her as the top talent. Isn't that what the word is, right? She's not going to be in this next one. Yeah, it's... I mean, I don't know if you want me to spoil it. Um, I well, it's supposed to take place in New York City or something, right? No, I think it's in Woods... Uh, well, this one, number five. It's in Woodsboro. No, the next one. Oh, probably. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Neff Campbell's not going to be in it. I don't think Courtney Cox is either. Um, it was... <laughs> Number five was just so, like I knew the killer was straight away, straight away because that it was sucks. just so obvious, and it is. Um, but some of it was okay, but just just create something new. I don't want to see another screen movie. I don't want to see like, <laughs> um, the making of Saw Ten. Someone just asked a question about Saw. I'm going to bring it up because it's a super chat. The There's another Saw movie coming out. I Saw Ten, Nightmare on Elm Street, because the rights has been given back to the Craven family because they've the new Lord now, isn't it? After so many years, the rights, the movie actually gets given to the writers and that's what's held up the latest Friday, the 13th movie. Right. Uh, that's been a big Yahoo about that. But Robert Englund basically said the only way I'll do it, if it's an animated series, really? Um, yeah, which I could probably see if it works, but at the same time, I don't want it to be an animated. I'd rather just leave it. But he also no. said, if there's someone who's going to play Freddy, I give my blessing to Kevin Bacon. And I'm like, yeah, Kevin Bacon would actually be pretty neat. He can yeah. play Freddy. I mean, I could see it. I have someone in mind that I think would be phenomenal because Hold on I've to- been developing... No. <laughs> I've been developing uh, a nightmare origins type story, uh, but if I could ever get the damn thing written, get in front of the right people, you never know. Do you know what's my story? Because um, I'm a big night nightmare. is my favorite horror series. I hated Freddy's Dead, um, number six, right. Um, there's, there's some funny spots, but that's all it is. It was just for laughs. I always said they should make a number six, carry on the story from Alice and Jacob, her son, and have it be about her granddaughter or grandson and just carry on that storyline because I like the Alice character. And um, Yeah, like she's one of the final girls. And number five, it, it was very, very rushed. I think the guy, he was a British director, and I think he'd done it in like six weeks. He was like so again. I think they had the poster made before an actual script was written. Right. Um, so that was a very rushed thing. Uh, right, guys. We got Stephen Hopkins. That's, that's right. Same director as uh, Predator 2. Is it ours? Oh, the, the Predator 2 as well. Mm-hmm. 
So, right. Which I'm right, a fan of. Got, oh, yeah. We're going to fly through these last couple. It's mainly horror questions, so we might be here all night now. That's um, fine. Fifth Man's Secret Son. Uh, by the way, you can, send me a, secret son. you can send me an email, uh, cafedayrene at yahoo.com. I'll sort you a 8 by 10 Thoughts on the Saw franchise? I had high hopes for Spiral, but I was extremely disappointed. I was as well. I didn't see Spiral. I, I After Saw 6 or so, I mean, they started to get kind of repetitive. Um, I liked, was it Detective Strom? Strom, I like that. And then they killed him off. I think, and that's the that's the one kill I give him credit where it was the closing walls, and they actually went through with it and they crushed him. And as right. far as I know, that's the only movie that's done it. I will give him credit for that one because you've seen that yeah. so many times in other movies. Where they escape? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the credit. It's like you want to create characters that the audience cares about, so when they sadly or inevitably die it's disappointing yeah. I, I did feel that it just got really kind of repetitive after a while I am interested in seeing Spiral you know I thought putting Chris Rock in there gives it a fresh you know kind of flavor I don't know but you, you weren't a fan of it it wasn't terrible it was just far. The traps were traps where there was no wins, there was no escape scenario, if you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, I knew the killer was from a mile off, because uh, you know yourself, horror movies have certain tropes, and when you watch this movie, it's like, well, yeah, it's that person. So it's one of them. It was fun seeing Samuel Jackson in it, especially in like a Saw franchise, which I wouldn't expect him being. Um, but. <laughs> It's it had some good points, but it wasn't like it was anything new from what I've seen before. So, um, but I can't say it was terrible. It was just like uh, the guy just wrote, a bit disappointed that it couldn't have been better. But at the same time, it could have been a lot worse. Um, right, we'll get through these. Uh, we'll Paul, see what they do at the next one. Yeah, uh, the chat. Uh, Paul, favorite Seattle grunge band? If you got one, Allison Chains. Uh, Mad Season, which had Lane Staley as lead singer. Yeah, without a doubt. Sadly, if anyone's not familiar with Mad Season, they put out one album. Unfortunately, because two of the members passed away. But yeah, that was so many bands, though. Just what an amazing genre of rock Seattle's produced so many incredible musicians uh, Fitzman's Secrets and again have you ever watched the show The Boys on Amazon Prime I know of it and Dan Trachtenberg who did Prey he's directed a few or I know he's done at least one but he's done a couple episodes I think early on and I think that's uh, what's it uh, from Supernatural. Kripke uh, directs uh, Kripke, correct? Right, but one of the um, not Pedalecki, but Jensen Eccles. Yeah, I think he's 
I love Supernatural. The, he's on The Boys now, isn't he? Yeah, and um, like I watched Supernatural when it first came out when I was like 15, 16, and I watched it all the way to the end. They had like 15 seasons, which is amazing. Funny um, enough, I actually auditioned for the pilot for really? Supernatural way back. Man, it should have been early 2000s. Yeah, two oh four, probably oh five. Uh, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. I mean, they the two leads are from Texas. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I love that show. Um, right, we'll get through these last ones. They keep coming in. Uh, <laughs> another old friend, Rafaela. Do you know her? That, or him? No, from way back. It's a voice from the past. <laughs> Hope she's well as well. That makes any sense. <laughs> uh, Ryan Grossman. Paul, Mike Patton, Mike? without a question. Yeah. I liked Chuck Mosley, but uh, just can't even compare to the range that Mike Patton has. Most singers can't. Mike Patton's range as a singer is just it's uh, uh, who can compete with I mean he can do anything he can do anything and one of my uh, favorite musicians I think you answered this earlier from Josh Coffey uh, the black phone yeah didn't get a chance to see it yet right I the Blumhouse movies I you know I like them uh they Blumhouse actually made a western called uh, "In a Valley of Violence." It's a Thai West movie, and I really dug that. Uh, I thought the first Sinister was good. Uh, second one, you know, yeah, I need to see Black Phone. I've heard more good things about it than not. And I like Ethan Hawke. be interesting to see him as a heel. I know he's a heel in Moon Knight, but uh, haven't caught it yet. People keep sending these super chats. Last one, that's it. And I'm, I don't care if you send them <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, Andrew, uh, thoughts on Homicide, the wrestler? I dig Homicide a lot. I like him as a person. I think he's great. Somewhere I have a white bandana. Last time I saw him, he gave it to me. I thought, this is cool. Yeah, I've known him for a long time. We did like a four-way match, a ring of honor. I took that cop killer gimmick, dummy on my head, but I was more Gumby-like back then and didn't matter. But I've always really enjoyed his work, uh, his unique look. Great talker. Do you believe it? He's trained some solid guys. Low-key, we talked about earlier. Big, big homicide fan. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Right. I'm going to call it a night before we get more Super Chats. Uh, Uh-oh, thanks. they're still pouring in, aren't they? And, uh, thanks, Paul, for joining us once again. Yeah. Uh, get some time. Z's. And uh, like I said, uh, 
Tommy Drew Swan testicle, rum ham, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Swan, uh, Missy Hyatt surgeon, and um, Renee Dupree's uh, rolling papers or something, some of that. Um, send in uh, your screenshots of your questions, or just you know, so I know it's you since no one else, and uh, send it to the email cafe de rene at yahoo.com. And I'll send it over to Renee and I'll get you your 8 by 10 side out. If not, message me uh, on Twitter, James here, basically. And uh, please join us next Thursday because it's actually the one-year anniversary show. So, um, cool. yeah, we achieved uh, two of our targets. We passed 10,000 subscribers and uh, over 2 million views in our first year. So um, Wow pretty uh, awesome so thanks for everyone who support the channel uh we've put a lot of work into it and it's nice to see we're getting rewarded from it and uh building up this great fan base thank you to every one of you that joins us and yeah please join us next week and uh i'm sure we'll have another great surprise guest for every single one of you let's hope so let's hope, hope so, so. <laughs> thank you all right, for listening thanks for the donations see you all next week